All right, Grant. So I need to know: were there did were the actual sparks? Was there flames? Were there flames? No, it was like an explosion, like an explosion, like just a fireball. Uh, like, like, yeah, like the size of like both my fists combined. Like it was pretty big. Did you come at your face? No, not on my face, but on okay. my feet. Okay, yeah, that so, would have been awesome. Yeah, Grant's been doing some home repairs today, guys. He's only going to join us. That for... doesn't sound like home repairs when I talk about fireballs. And well, sparks, he destroyed but... his house and then he repaired yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he clearly going to have to hire an electrician. But, so. but I made it. So <laughs> it's like a good NFL team. You got to break it down before you build it up. That's yeah, right. That's, that's right. right. Get, the, re- you... the rebuild is happening. We're in the process. <laughs> Our eyes are on the Lombardi Trophy. Oh my gosh! Wait, the well, I'll I'll ask for the full story off air. Uh, but we've got some stuff to hit today. Uh, Mike and I are gonna spend a little bit of time lamenting in just a moment uh, about a Christmas Day game. I'm gonna get to listen to this. Uh, I wasn't here for this yeah, sad day, well, but I'll get to listen to it with. We, we were joy. honest. It wasn't great with joy. Christmas uh, we, joy, not good. Yeah, I. But but clearly there is a front runner over in the AFC. We're gonna talk about it on the back end of this. We uh, our pick'em is heating up, guys. Like we've been slaying. The belt uh, is up for grabs. It, the belt is definitely up for grabs. We got three of us within two games of each other. Uh, we're we're gonna start to have to play a little bit of, uh, you know, some gamesmanship. Gamesmanship. I'm, I'm measuring a, a spot. I'm measuring a spot up in my camper over here from for that belt. Just oh, saying. Oh, gosh. whatever. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see what happens today, Mike. Um, but no, we got a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Uh, lock in. We're definitely gonna spend a bunch of time talking about Christmas. I uh, and that game that happened that we're all still reacting to and trying to figure out what is truth and myth about that whole scenario. And as well, there's some teams that desperately want to make the playoffs and an entire, like three out of four teams in one division still vying for first place in that division. So we're going to break it all down. Talk about all the playoff implications this coming week. Let's get right to it. This is Sportsify. Let's go. Welcome to Sportsify for December 28th, 2023 with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Novak. Uh, not with me this week because he's avoiding an electrical fire downstairs in his house is my co-host, Grant Hawker. But on the third mic is Jameson DeFore. Hello. And uh, joining us at the get this week is our good buddy, Mike. Uh, and how's it going, man? It's doing pretty good. Going pretty good. I'm excited for uh, playoff football in a couple weeks. Three weeks. Heck yes. And so much of what we're going to talk about today is encapsulated again in that we kind of started that trend I felt like last week where we talked a lot about playoff implications now it's literally becoming like who's going to end up what seed hosting a game um who's grabbing that last spot um you know and I uh, I think some of the things we talked about last week a lot of the things we talked about last week are going to be I mean I felt pretty edified I I was not far off um you guys, uh, we, we had a lengthy discussion about a Buccaneers team. Um, felt real good about uh, that situation in the comments there. Um, but uh, we're going to get into some different things. But the first thing out of the gate in terms of all this playoff stuff is there is a new number one team in the NFL. Yeah. Because what happened on Christmas Day uh, made it very obvious that one team is ready to go win a Super Bowl. And another team clearly needs to get healthy and get right before they're ready. Uh, the number one team in the AFC, uh, the Ravens taking on the 49ers, I, uh, you know, on Christmas day, Holy cow. Um, everything that could go wrong 
for the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, uh, went wrong. Everything. Four interceptions. Uh, and it was, you know, some of them just borderline laughable. Like when you're having a bad day and it just gets worse. I mean, the, the Kyle Hamilton gets the first one uh, in the end zone. Clearly, Brock did not look off Hamilton the way he thought he did uh, through to what he assumed was an open window. Kyle Hamilton being a literal like all pro as young as he is. Holy cow. Incredible. Uh, we've we've definitely done nothing but compliment him on this show. Uh, and I mm. uh, balled out, just steps into really an easy interception in the end zone on the 49ers opening drive. And from there, things just get weird in this game. Um, we we get a safety not that long after on Lamar Jackson, trying to, uh, who runs into a referee trying to throw the ball uh, out of the end zone. Hilarious uh, memes and gifs on that, by the way. That was beautiful. Uh, the internet was very good to us uh, with that one. But uh, and the 49ers are able to, on a uh, uh, later drive in the first quarter, uh, get it to five to nothing. And you end up with this just weird score throughout the first half going on. Not really feeling like, even though Brock continued to throw interceptions, that this game was out of hand in the first half at all. Uh, I believe that, correct me if I'm wrong, but the half score, halftime score is 13-12. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. And it, it, so it was, it was weird, but uh, totally doable for the 49ers. All they needed to do was take a breath, come out, run the ball, you know, get things going. Kyle Shanahan does Kyle Shanahan things, however, in the second half. Play calling bends hard towards the pass, continues to. And what could go wrong for Brock Purdy continues to go wrong. Tip balls, uh, the last interception that he threw before exiting the game with a uh, reported stinger injury, uh, which he said he could have come back in. He was cleared to come back in, but they'd already handed over the game to Sam Darnold at that point, feeling like it was out of... Uh, out of hand uh, for the 49ers. Um, but on the last one, he just gets his arm hit in the backfield um, and uh, clearly just throws the ball away. I mean, or it looks like a thrown away pass to McCaffrey over the middle. Just again, it just got worse. And Lamar just kept making plays. Ravens did not have to drive uh, very far, except for one drive in this game. Uh, they got great field position off of what ended up being five turnovers <laughs> throughout this game. And uh, while the 49ers offense would go places, uh, as soon as it got to whatever that place was, they seemingly just turned the ball over again. Uh, I believe Mitch Wisnowski got one punt off in this game uh, for the 49ers. So it was just a calamity of things from my perspective. Also would say... um. You know, and I, I said this uh, to Mike as we were texting in the game. I was really concerned, and I just mentioned the amount of uh, passing or uh, pl passing play calls that were happening when the run game was literally getting ten yards a carry with McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of shocking. Like you just needed a few sustained drives, get your quarterback's mind right, don't do anything goofy, and they kept throwing the ball. And it was like, oh, I'm well, just going to let him throw his way out of it. I didn't feel that that helped Brock at all. And, and they had that that series, uh, what third quarter when it looks like, oh, my 49ers are moving again. You know, they, they're not too far to reach yet. And they for, throw like what call like like five screen plays in a row. Yes. And then the fifth one on a fourth down, like got destroyed in the backfield. Like, we're like, come like, oh. like come, on. <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah. Well, Brock ends the game 18 for 32 for 255 with four interceptions. 
Uh, Darnold in relief, eight for 14, 81 yards. Uh, did throw a touchdown, um, but uh, uh, ends up with another interception. Uh, these guys got sacked four times in this game. Defensive line looked real good for the Ravens. That was constant pressure they were putting on. Didn't have to yeah. blitz a ton to get it, too. Um, and uh, and Lamar, all credit in the world, made great, uh, or did well with the opportunities he was given. Um, the 49ers giving him the, the field position and whatnot. Um, I think that touchdown in the fourth quarter that the Ravens got that put them up uh, to 33 points, uh, or put them up to 30 and then got the field goal subsequently later on that long drive was 93 yards. They were just able to run the ball because that defense was exhausted from having to They've pick been out it up. there for so long. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. Like you could just see hands on hips and this game was over and you will not. And it is well known and documented that Mike and I are big 49er fans. You're not going to sit, a, have a sit here and be like, oh, well, this and that. And no, they blew it. 100%. They, they did not play well. Um, Brock in particular, obviously, had a really rough day and got rattled and played like a rattled quarterback. And there's no denying that at all. Yeah. Um, you know, you go back and watch it. He looks scared. He, his and then teammates the are trying to pick him up. He looks like defeated. Yeah, and then the defense comes out, you know, second quarter, their third interception. The defense starts trying to play hero ball, starts getting penalties, you know, and that's uh, it, it's just the way it is. You know, this defense yeah. is like, we're the heart of the team. We can pick this up. And they did really good, by the way. Like, as many short fields as those Ravens had, right? In the, like, by the second quarter <clears throat> or by halftime, and they only had 16 points. I mean, that defense w- did some work. They did some real work out there for the first half. And then uh, they just didn't, like you said, they just didn't have it in the tank. They come out of the halftime. They did okay on on a couple drives there to stop and and slow the Ravens down. And then it was just they didn't have the horses for the end of the game. And Lamar well, is a kind of guy where you can't not have something in the tank at any point, yeah. or else you're toast, right? Because he's going to absolutely, burn you. absolutely. And 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 and, and to, to Mike's point about you know how the the defense played. Uh, I'll just say the team as a whole. If you take out, let, let's take the interceptions out of the discussion for a moment, just for a moment, because I, I realize they need to remain there in the overall discussion. It was literally the tail of the game. But if you look at the hard stats, uh, Ravens had 23 first downs, 49ers had 21. Both teams had 14 uh, passing first downs. Niners had uh, one more um, rushing first down. Uh, first downs from penalties, Ravens had five. Uh, 49ers had two. Uh, Niners were six for 14 on third down and one for three on fourth. They were, uh, the Ravens were four for 11 on third down, one for one on fourth. Uh, Niners had 68 plays for 429 yards. Uh, the Ravens got 63 plays for 343 yards. Obviously, the Niners were efficient in yardage, uh, didn't put points on board because of turnovers, uh, clearly. Uh, you know, you go into it, Niners outgained them on the ground, outgained them in the air. Um, both teams were 500 in the red zone. Uh, the Ravens had, to Mike's point, had six opportunities in the red zone. I uh, only scored on three of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 49ers end up, and they have, this has been a, a huge issue for them and something they're going to clearly have to deal with uh, going into the playoffs, but uh, 10 penalties for 102 yards in this game. Uh, Ravens was six for 67 uh, and time of possession wasn't near as bad as you'd think uh, in terms of being skewed towards one team with the 49ers turning it over that much because again they did have sustained some sustained drives made it past the 50 plenty of times um, but uh, it was 28 
uh, at 28-45 to 31-15 uh, in Baltimore's favor. Uh, but that's pretty normal for the 49ers, who uh, often are a quick strike offense. Uh, and because of the big playmaker abilities of, you know, the Ayuks and the Debos and the McCaffreys, especially, um, they, uh, they do tend to score quickly and often in a lot of games. Looked like they were going to do that in most of this game. Uh, but credit to Baltimore's defense, who, by the way, is really tall. That yeah. is a tall defense. Their linebackers are tall. Their safeties are tall. Their corners are tall. I don't know if they have anybody under six foot that plays on that defense. I don't think there's any like little slot corner or anything. I did not realize how tall everyone on their team is. Well, and, and that was a real problem the for the Niners. last week when we were talking about it. Um, you know, I obviously had picked the Niners in the pick 'em, but I had talked about if on the defensive side of the ball, if Kyle Hamilton can give that team fits, then you know we'll see what happens. And sure enough, that monster of a man. I, I'm sure you saw the play too, the one where he got uh, penalized. Well, he was the victim of a penalty gets back up and yeah. gets the, his second tip pick of the day. Um, yep. He's just all over the place. Bro, and, you're just, you're just winning the lottery at that point too. It is your day. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he's just like, he, he's a monster that defense. I mean, we, we obviously know these are the two best defenses in football. And I, I did not expect the Ravens defense to do what it did. And you know, that's not consistent. You can't, always play the Niners and then generate four turnovers and almost even more interceptions. Actually, Brock tried to throw more in that game that didn't end up going through, but it was very shocking what that defense did. Uh, And it was to me, again, a bit of a head scratcher why they weren't handing the ball off to McCaffrey more frequently, or especially earlier in that game, because I texted you guys in our group chat. I was like, if one thing is clear from this game so far, it's that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. And that's because I think at that time, maybe he had just scored the touchdown and he had like already 100 all-purpose yards in that game. Yeah, Uh, he had like 100 yards by like the midway through the second quarter. And then it just like stopped. And then I was like, okay, well, this game's going to keep going. And then Lamar's going to basically fill that sentence now, which uh, sure enough, I don't know if you guys have looked at the MVP odds since that, but Lamar's in a pretty... Uh, pretty heavy first place, and then CMC is in second place now. Brock Purdy, uh, at least according to this Fox Sports uh, betting odds right here, is behind Tua. He's at plus 1,200 now, uh, where yeah. Lamar is at minus 184 odds. CMC is at plus 425. So, uh, yeah. obviously, there's a little bit of what have you done for me lately whenever we do the MVP conversation, and same thing in Vegas whenever the odds are there. Uh, but it's a very narrative-driven award, and... This was the game that we kind of knew coming out of it. One of those three guys was probably going to walk away uh, in first mm-hmm. place, whether it was Brock still hanging on to it, whether it was Lamar or if, if CMC had a big game, if he would have had like 200 yards in that game, which he probably should have with what he was doing. Right. I think he would have taken that as well. But um, just a crazy game. It's not what I expected at all. Um, but... Nope. <laughs> we're in that boat with you man <laughs> but I, I think there are a lot of things that if we were watching like we we could kind of expect you know and, and this is again where I don't ever want to take away from what Brock Purdy has done but I think there are a lot of conversations that have gotten too out of hand with him like it should be okay that a second year guy drafted where he was drafted has a really bad week against probably the best defense in football right now but it's the end of the world because he was in the MVP conversations and has all these yeah. weapons around him. And so the sky uh, is falling. We're, we're going to get 
to the first round of the playoffs. And as long as he finishes the season strong, we're probably going to forget that this happened more or less until, you know, Lord willing, you guys make it to the Super Bowl and maybe play the Ravens again. Then it's going to be a conversation. So I don't want to get too caught up in the uh, the wishy washy week to week stuff, but obviously a very bad week to have a very bad game, uh, especially this time of the season, if you're Brock. So. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, as a as a just putting on the fan hat, uh, be real honest, okay? I don't want to see them again. Yeah, that dude, that is not a good matchup. That again, it's the height. It's holy cow, mm-hmm. the height. Um, and it, I just man, they have built a a monster over there, and it, it's not a team that we West Coasters get to see a lot. Uh, we we definitely don't unless they're playing us. Um, we've seen them uh, play other West Coast teams this year uh, off and on, but we're just catching snippets of that when it's not our team. So, you know, they are, they're very, I think they're very right to feel like um, they've been made this underdog and they clearly were playing with a chip on their shoulder, all that stuff. Dude, I, if the Dolphins or, I mean, you know, if the Chiefs or somebody, the Bills, anybody wants to get their act together and knock that team out of the playoffs <laughs> uh, pre-Super Bowl, I'm down, dude, because <laughs> they do have a lot going for them. I mean, one key stat that to me always stands out when you talk about this team, though, is can they run the ball uh, week to week? They had 19 carries for like 53 yards outside of Lamar. Um, yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and the Niners seemingly did a great job outside of one play. Uh, we, you know, the big gain that Lamar got towards the end of the game, like they did a really good job. They they had him down to, I believe it was 19 yards uh, pre that play. He only had 45 rushing yards in this game. Uh, so, you know, and, yeah, 30 of them on one play or whatever. Yep. And and so you you look at that in, and and genuinely like under under 20 yards for the rest of the game. Uh, I, I think the Niners can deal with all all of those things. But uh, this one's in your head. I mean, I, it's undeniable. It's in your head. You're you're questioning yourself to a certain extent. Man, how do we fix all of that? Um, I think we have some answers from what we saw. Just as you know, as observers, run the freaking ball. Um, you know, you were and don't lose them. four linemen to injury. Yeah, you should also not have four. If 49ers yeah. did lose four <laughs> offensive linemen in this Trent game. Williams, as soon as he goes out, that team is different. It's it's totally different. You can't run off the left, and I and I think that that's exactly what Kyle would tell you. This is why we didn't run the ball. We're not going to risk McCaffrey's life down, you know, a third score, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with some guy that we never had any intention of playing minutes for us uh, having to go play. Who, by the way, uh, Mike, we haven't talked about that, but what's his name? Is it Borsk? Borsk? Yeah. The guy from the Bengals played really good. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, I came in on the right side for the Niners and did a heck of a job. McCann's um, on the left tackle spot. Not a good thing. No, no. Uh, <laughs> when you have yeah, when you have your uh, what, second year right guard playing left tackle uh, who plays right guard really bad. Uh, that, that's a bad day. But yeah, a lot of little injuries. Jair Brown also injured in this game for the 49ers with a sprained knee. Um, you know, uh, Bengals came out of this healthy. And I had asked that question going into this game. That was my big thing was like, can they run the ball, though? Because Keaton Mitchell's gone in the run the ball. Yeah. That's the question. I think if they're really going to be a Super Bowl contender, uh, all things on the table, uh, that's very fair to ask here. Can they run the ball at all in the playoffs and, and take time off the clock? They were able to do it because the 49ers gave them five extra chances in this game. <laughs> uh, they were able to take time off the clock. But are you going to be able to do that 
uh, you know, going forward. And they, they still really have to answer that question because it doesn't appear like they can systematically with what they have unless you're going to overuse Lamar, which is an option. It's an option. Um, but, but it hasn't worked for them in the past. They've, they've has, never won a playoff game with it Lamar. It gets them to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, ask and, Josh and, Allen how that goes, too. It's the same <laughs> thing. Like, stylistically, they are very similar. Um, and uh, it, it's a tough go. But then you could also be like, hey, does it work for Jalen Hurts? And be like, yeah, it works pretty good for Jalen Hurts. That dude played an almost perfect game in the Super Bowl and still lost last year. Uh, but he did very good, stylistically also fitting in the same realm as them. Although Jalen Hurts is running, I would say is definitely a little different. Uh, and I, I would also caution people. Um, I think it's okay that Lamar Jackson's the MVP because he is carrying that team on his shoulder. Yeah. His mm-hmm. pieces are not nearly as good as even what Jalen Hurts has now no. or had last year, right? His no, skill position Zay's players. Good. Zay is good. Zay is good. Yeah. But what else you got? Like you, you, you're you running lose, Justice Hill. Like you lose your tight end who's supposed to be yeah, your Andrews number one it. guy. He's your and, volume receiver. Yep. And he goes out and it's like they almost don't miss a beat. I mean, Lively's kind of been uh, likely the likely likely, yeah. game, by the he, way, he's been kind of a revolution for them. Uh, also, what so, is he like seven feet tall? Like, he's dear, like, a giant. like I said, they just grow giants <laughs> over there. I, I like that they guy do. a lot. I like that guy. A lot. So, Dude, you know, that, he could have got a worse, you know, worse deal than that after losing Andrews. Sure. But but still, like you, you lose, you know, if the Chiefs lose Kelsey and then they don't yeah. drop a. A, a step at all it's like oh okay, my gosh well, this, do you imagine that team without guy. kelsey right now just but, but yeah and sometimes <laughs> that's what the ravens feel like because they still drop balls a lot they are i think they're top three in yeah. in the league yeah. uh you mentioned the the number one team <clears throat> in the league uh in the chiefs mm-hmm. um dropping passes i believe they're I'll, I'll get the actual number out in a little bit um but yeah i, I believe they're three or four at the worst or, or the best i should say mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, I, about that likely catch, though, holy cow. Uh, I mean, Lamar okay. found this tiny little hole, barely kept the ball off the ground, and likely just, wow. Those were some Spider-Man hands, dude. That, that was great. I mean, I, I, in, as angry as I was that he caught it, <laughs> I literally sat back from my TV and went, that was a real good catch. Holy crap. That was really good. Like, it was good football. It was, it was cool. I, I'm, I mean, even when my team's getting beat, I can still admire really good football, um, you know, and, and it was. Um, so all that said, you know, we're not here. Uh, I'm not here as a fan to make excuses. Your team got beat. It did what it did. Um, I think there is some reasoning. I'm not in, I'm not like pressing a panic button. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, my team sucks. What I'd really like to see happy happen is my team be healthy. You know, out yeah. you're out one of you're already have lost. Uh, you know, you're starting strong safety uh, this year. Jair Brown comes in, has been a revelation for the 49ers, filling in, playing great football for the most part. Had two bad plays in this game, but had been playing really good football. He goes out with sprained knee. Uh, Juwan Jennings, who you cannot deny, is a huge part of what we do in the run game. Um, and a extremely effective third down pass catcher. Uh, I was out of this for a concussion. Um, you know, it, it's not lost on Mike and I that Ray Ray McLeod, who took our team from being ranked th- uh, 30th in return yards in one year, all the way up to like number nine last year, um, has been out all of December. Uh, 49ers clearly missing him. Bell almost had a fumble and turned one over in this game that luckily went yeah. out of bounds. That's the second time he's done that in three weeks. The Niners need to get healthy. So I'm not pressing a panic button from the talent standpoint. A little concerned my coach didn't want to run the ball more. But mostly as a fan, I'm like, dang it. Can you just get healthy? 
because I would love to see a truly healthy 49ers team. And, and that has been the catalyst for that, that squad in particular. I get into the playoffs and just go to work because they are a machine. When I do have a question for you guys now, because you know, we had talked last week about how one of the reasons I was kind of picking the Niners this week is not only did I think that they would win, especially at home, but selfishly as a Rams fan, I was like, I need them to win. So week 18, you guys kind of have things all locked up and you don't really want to play your guys week 18. And that's going to matter probably for us uh, at some point. So what is your guys's feeling now with kind of a, you, you can't go out week 18 necessarily and just rest all your guys, but you're also not totally healthy. So like, what is that like a, we have to go win this game. Is that a, Hey, we, we need one more week, even though this game means something we need to rest some guys still because we don't want to get even more hurt or put mm-hmm. out guys who are coming off of stuff in week 18, right before we go into the playoffs. Like what is like the, the outcome for you guys there if uh if you're watching and being like hey this is what I really need my team to do this week well i think to address that you address week 17 um you know we we feel like it's a walking win um just showing up in washington um yeah. washington's going to start jacoby brissett this week uh chase young uh, has a slight chip on his shoulder um and uh, trent williams really really likes playing well against washington um, and, and he he is very likely to play this week. Uh, uh, he his. said he's fine after yeah. a post game interview. He was actually said he was cleared to go back. The trainer just didn't want him to. Yeah, the, it it was it was a hey man, this is a lost cause. So I uh, yeah. so they walk in win that one. Uh, the Lions uh, are playing the Cowboys this week. So if the Lions would like to do us a favor and get their butts beat by the Cowboys uh, down in Dallas, that'd be great. Or even just lose by a point. I don't flipping care. Um, and if the Cardinals would like to show up and beat the Eagles, you know, then week 18 becomes a completely different conversation and how you approach that. Uh, let's just say everybody wins for the sake of Jameson's conversation. Say everybody wins and the pressure's still on. And if you lose that game, you lose the home. We're all in. I, I want them to be all in, uh, for the entirety of that game to make sure it gets the dub. You, you need the time off. You clearly need it. As long as this season is already, um, you know, they they had their uh, bye week. It will have been nine weeks um, since they had a bye week. And so they will be ready for one. Um, so I think you play your butt off. You play the starters. You play guys that are at 90% just to make sure. And as soon as you go up by that third score in the second half, you start phasing them out uh, as quick as you can. The first one being Trent Williams. The first one. I know that McCaffrey will not want to come out of the game. Forget him. Elijah Mitchell can come back and give us a few carries. Jordan is, you know, Jordan Mason's a, an incredibly good number two back. Uh, and he needs to come out of that game. But Trent needs to come out first, then him. And Brock needs to hand the ball off a lot as soon as they get to the third score. If they can. Uh, Rams have been playing good football. That pass, uh, that passing offense, freaking terrifying. Uh, Marcus Robinson doesn't know how to do anything but score touchdowns, apparently, for the last month. Yeah, it's been uh, great. It's been and, great. <laughs> and Puka's coming off the best game of the year in which he is clearly running away right now with rookie of the year. Uh, I'd really like for uh, for my fantasy purposes, though, for Cup not to drop two and, uh, touchdown passes. But that's true. No, you don't but need that. Back. That's week 18. What garbage <laughs> league are you playing week 18 in? 
You're not. No, 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 no. You're not in my I, I, I was He'd... talking about this last week. Oh, yeah, okay. Did. Yeah, um, no, that's fine. He dropped two. He's dropped two touchdown passes, which is very not. You're still him. in the championship. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but going back to your question, um, I, I don't know if the 49ers want to see the Rams or anybody wants to see the Rams in the playoffs with that offense they got going because they are just they're trucking. Which, by and... the way, when you look at how the Rams play the Ravens in Baltimore, it is a little jarring seeing what Baltimore was able to do in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, just saying. And and honestly, if you're looking at this as a 49ers fan, they almost have to they have to play hard the next two games. They have, have to, to prove to themselves they've got to get that momentum back. I mean, this is a heartbreaking. The defense felt like they did everything they could in the first two quarters, keeping that up, you know, a competitive Absolutely. game with three turnovers. And they're like, they come out of the second half feeling like they got this, and then another turnover happens, and then and then suddenly you're missing two left tackles. And, you know, you're just like, and the whole thing just spirals out of control and it feels like the NFC championship game all over again. Right. <laughs> so, and, and so you got to look back at this. You're like, we got to get back on track. We have to crew out. We have to crush these next two games to get right for the playoffs, like, and get yeah. this first round by, make sure we have this first round by that's our rest week. We crush the next two teams. We look forward to the commanders who are starting what their third string quarterback or something now. Yeah. Um, and and so you're hoping like okay so maybe we get up high and we can put on our you know sit some guys after we get up on them. yeah I, I actually but, think but we coming out sit, to the Rams you got you got to crush the Rams coming out I think we sit this week like <clears throat> there's, there's a possibility like, like I, I think I, I, I think like they the halftime scenario at least yeah I think they come out get 20 points in the first half Commander say have you know three or something and yeah. you're like okay tell Sam to hand do. the ball off dude yeah, I was gonna say Sam exactly. Donald can beat. <laughs> the commanders yes he can I, I would hope so and so you you look at that and then you got Worst the rams in the league yeah you've got the rams who are eight and seven and in this is just looking at my little playoff thing that i made for us here at the bottom but you have the the packers who as a 49ers fan i'd rather have in the playoffs anyway <laughs> um yeah they're at the vikings and then the, they're playing the bears so if the packers win their next two and the rams lose one of theirs against the niners you swap places basically because i'm pretty sure yeah. the packers have the uh the tiebreaker somehow with you guys um, so that's where that gets all confused. Yeah, exactly. So that's where that comes into play. We're like, okay, so if we crush the Rams, they're they might be out of playoffs. You know, like so we can we can knock out our division rival. We can get right. We can get this confidence back. We can get Brock Purdy his confidence by crushing a couple teams, and then we're going to the playoffs. We get to watch who we're going to play for next. Rest up. And I think that's that's got to be your focus. You got to just you're like we we can't we can't lose another game this year. And we that's what makes me again. the most nervous. And that's what I yeah. was. That's what I was expecting to hear. But I was like, like Seattle pulling that game out like they did, <laughs> or they, even just the past couple of weeks, pulling out the games yeah. that they did really put the pressure on to like, man, we have the night. Like we have the giants this week that I feel about the same as you guys do playing the commanders where I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of, especially at this point in the year, kind of a scheduled win. Like there's scheduled losses in sports. This is like a scheduled win yeah. for both. Yeah, Saquon Barkley's going to get 140 yards combined on you, and they're yeah. going to score one touchdown. You know, exactly. you'll be fine. But I was, I was really hoping that I could avoid a Week 18 like do or die scenario, and I was like, man, the last thing I want on this season that has been like one of my, uh, obviously aside from the Super Bowl. One of my favorite seasons from the my favorite team in recent memory, just considering what they've been able to do with what they had and the expectations going into the year. And I would just hate for it to come down to 
week 18 to get into the playoffs. <laughs> it's a good team, but you just happen to run into your division rival who always has your number and also happens to be the best team in the division uh, and the conference. And it, it would just ruin my season. But well, I mean, we'll realistically, though, if you get if you get a loss from the Seahawks and then New Orleans and Atlanta give you a little help, you don't got to worry. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the scenario there. The thing yeah. is, I'm never going to be able to rely on the Saints for anything, um, as we know. Hey, listen, but, if there's one thing you can rely on them to do, it's lose games that they should win. That is well, true. They're playing the Buccaneers this week. And that if, if hey. they lose to the Saints or if the Saints lose to the Buccaneers, they're basically out of your worries. Yep. So they're, 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 yeah. yeah, they lose that game, which we all feel would be likely. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're gone. That that one's done. And that's in Tampa like that. Um, That does matter a little bit. Uh, yeah. that, that New Orleans cloud, yeah. or crowd will get loud. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there's some there's some help that, that can be given uh, here. It, the the Steelers can do do you a solid uh, by winning in Seattle. That's what uh, I'm really banking on is can we have Mason Rudolph put together a decent enough game? And then that defense just does what it does. And that's the bro. Game. Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer showed up this year. Bro through for what, two, two sixty, two seventy, two touchdowns. Anaji decided to score a touchdown this week. Calvin Austin got in on it. Uh, got a little, got a little Debo esque sweeps uh, score. Um, like that team scored four touchdowns. You guys offensively, yeah, yeah. he scored I mean, four. You go from an injured picket to Trubisky, who you know I think we need to garbage on fire, yeah. Mr. Trubisky to. Mason Rudolph, like, obviously, like, there's nowhere to go but up at that point. Yeah, that was one of the key wins this last week, um, and it came early. That was the the first Saturday game. I mean, it was a 34-11 dump mm, on the yeah. Bengals who have showed up in some games that they didn't seemingly belong in, um, you know, and, uh, and gotten some wins that we didn't expect them to get uh, here in recent memory. I. Uh, yeah, like Pittsburgh just knocked the Bengals out of rally. the playoff or almost out of the playoffs there. Like just that game switched them from number six down to boom. Steeler, Steelers win this. I believe they're in. Beat the Seahawks. I think they're in. Oh, then they're going to win. That's how I So I, I was looking at that uh, a little bit. I, I believe that is the scenario is if they win, that puts them at nine. And because they hold it over Cincinnati. Um, and I believe Indy, uh, and Houston that gets them. Well, as of right now, um, the Colts have the tiebreaker between them because they're both okay. The Colts do. Yep. And the so Bengals they need do one as more well. Colts L and they're good. They need, they to need win a Colts this. L and a Bengals L and a Titan or Texans well, L. Oh, because their record is the same as the Bengals. Yeah, true. but their their conference record is not as good as the other ones. Is what is what that comes down to. Yeah, no, that was our last trivia question last week. Okay, who had the worst uh, conference record? Still the Bengals. They were zero and four. Now zero and five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. If they finish with the same record, they will finish ahead of them. So, um, yeah. But but yeah, seemingly you got four teams now at eight and seven. That yeah, I was just pulling up that AFC, which I, I know. A lot of our meat and potatoes today will be us diving into kind of that playoff picture, but it is getting pretty crowded over there in the AFC. And there are very like I, I still feel bad for the Texans personally, like Stroud going down for a couple of weeks when he did 
and then them losing the guys that they did on top of that, like Hank and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. it's just like, man, like it, it's right there for them to be able to take it. And it's it, especially with the Jags and them falling off, losing four in a row. I think it's just I feel so bad for him. But um, it's going to be very interesting these last couple of weeks. This is as a neutral fan. This is like the best that you can ask for is relevant week 17, week 18 football that matters uh, for the playoffs and even just like for the futures of some of these franchises just to even get in there. Um, But it's it's a mess, but I love it. That's the best. Bro, the the, well, I I, I was wrong, by the way. Five teams have the eight and seven record. Um, The four seed and the 10 seed in the AFC have the same record. Yeah, that's where that's at right now. Um, The uh, you have three teams in the AFC South that can all win the division with two weeks left. Every single, I mean, they all have the same record. Um, you know, Houston does not have tiebreakers over Indy and Jacksonville. Um, but uh, you know, like looking at where that whole division is at, um, uh, I got no problem saying CJ Stroud can pull that out for him coming back after uh, two concussion games. So, um, you know, no problem. Like if he's healthy and goes, that that team could easily just take off and win games here in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, well, and if man, you, if you look at my little schedule. Yeah, if you look at the little schedule here on the playoffs here, I mean, yeah. they got to play the Titans. Mm-hmm. And then week 18, they're playing the Colts, man. That could be for that last spot. That could be for the oh, new, that better yeah. be the last game of the week. <laughs> that could be the last spot in the AFC. Colts Love or that. the Texans at the Indianapolis is Let's go. So good. Sunday night football. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would so, be a great one. Love that. that. That's, Love you that. know, that's some of the stuff that we're looking at here. We're like, man, I mean, the Colts should beat the Raiders, right? But the Raiders are playing out of their minds right now. And the Texans should beat the Titans, but the Titans have been playing everybody really well for the last three weeks as well. So you're just like, yeah, can they do it? Can these two teams, if they, if they win the next two games, that it comes down to that game for the number seven spot. I mean, legitimately, if the Chiefs weren't playing the Chargers, uh, <laughs> you know, in week 18, I would literally say the Raiders could win the division. Like it's a, it's a possibility right now that the Raiders win the division. Uh, Chiefs got the Bengals this week, who didn't score a lot uh, last week, but uh, the Chiefs I've showed suck. up. The, the, the Chiefs absolutely suck. They're not uh, playing well at and all. And, yeah. let, let, and let's get into that really quickly because yeah. the other big shocker of the weekend was the Chiefs losing uh, to the Raiders. Um, and there, there are some things that I'm sure Jameson wants to quote a stat on that I have sitting in front of me. I'm sure it's the same things. Without um, Devontae Adams, by the way, he had one catch for like 10 yards. Well, there's a reason for that, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure I know the stat you're about to yep, read off here. Yep. Well, it's an all-timer, so that 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 needs to get mentioned. But the Raiders win this game 20-14. to 14. Um, And I'll go ahead and pull it up so we don't have to keep teasing a stat. But uh, this game just should not have gone down the way that it did. Um, the Raiders become the first team in 23 years to win with zero completions after the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just read that one more Belich- time in case Belichick you missed that. Belichick is seething somewhere that that's not his. <laughs> the, the Raiders become the first team since 2000 to win with zero completions after the first quarter. Holy cow. I really can't believe that that's not a Bill Belichick stat. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's so mad that that's not his. Yeah. Like, was, the other legit. Ta- was, was the other team Tampa Bay, you know, when they had that awesome defense and terrible offense and Bro, still won the Super Bowl? That, that's a good hit. I bet you it is. 
I bet you it is. That that sounds per- Trent Dilfer was the last guy. <laughs> uh, could uh no, Ravens are the next year, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but no, like absolutely hilarious stat. Aiden O'Connell does not complete a pass for three quarters and wins a game. Um that is unfreaking real. That says so much about where the Chiefs are at offensively. The fact that they can't do anything. I mean, they are, you guys, they are abysmal. Let's go through a couple of these stats really quick. Um, they have dropped more passes at 34 than any team in the NFL we mentioned earlier. They ha- they're tied for the most off pen- offensive penalties in the NFL with 56. They're currently sixth in the NFL in turnovers at 26. Um, they've lost three of their past four games. Uh, but can still clinch clinch the division if they beat the Bengals, uh, just yeah. because the rest of the division sucked early on in the year. Especially Raiders have clearly revitalized themselves, um, and the Chiefs had in this game minus eighteen yards of offense in the uh, in the first quarter of their twenty to fourteen loss. It's the lowest opening period total for any te- NFL team in twelve seasons. Um. Both Las Vegas touchdowns were scored on defense, one fumble return, and one on an interception. I changed the channel for I'm like in real time, like real life, not football minutes. In real life, I changed the channel for four minutes and saw a 14 point swing in this game. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I got up to make a coffee because I was like, I need to to fight off this the snoozer here. Yep. Uh, you know, the, uh, the holiday snacks really kicking in. I go up to make a, a cup of coffee. I go sit back down. I'm like, what just happened in this game? I had to like go back and see what I had missed because it just got so out of hand so quickly, which by the way, it's been like a really weird past several weeks and just season in general of like multiple scores happening within like 10 seconds. Yeah. Cause you'll, you'll have like the defensive pick six. And then uh, I think it was in that Patriots game. They pick up that fumbled kickoff. Uh, yeah, it was against. Oh, Denver. yeah, right after. Yeah, Mim- Mims Jr. drops, uh, fumbles it on the kickoff return. They pick it up, score it, and it's like, yeah, oh, two touchdowns in seven seconds. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Which th- that was even quicker than this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, but it, but the Chiefs did do it on the first play of the next drive after giving up one defensive touchdown, gave Pick up the six. second one on the next play. So yeah, it was it was so chaotic. Couple of cool things I want to mention. I uh, we'll just end that part with Chiefs suck right now. Um, but. I, uh, I did- I would yeah. like to point out that that Raiders defense is like mid tier. They're like ranked like number fifteen in the league or something like that. Like yes, Max Crosby uh, is that good. But Max Crosby is great. But that that team is just like mediocre. That defense is, and that yeah. Kansas City offense looks so bad. Well, I, I will point something out though. I will. I and, and it, you you saying that um they now don't get me wrong. Chiefs offense is not good right now. Uh, the week before. Uh, they played the Chargers, so not good. Yep. Um, the Vikings offense, not great. Held them to three points and still lost yep. that game. Um, you know, but uh, they have only let one team score more than twenty points. Uh, sorry, twenty-one points. Uh, in I think the entire second half of the season, and that was their earlier loss to the Chiefs. Um, which happened in no uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, they they've held the Dolphins to twenty. Uh, 
They held the Jets to 12, uh, the Giants to six. Um, you know, and then that, that last team that really took it to them was in the end of October, right before Halloween there. Uh, that was the, uh, the Lions. They gave up 26 to. So, I mean, really has had a great defensive showing, and it's all been since they fired a certain person. That's very true. I was about to say that. Yep. All I, because if and honestly, dude, I just picked up their defense because in uh, for championship week, I am genuinely considering it just because they have been in double digits for the I think it's the last or four out of the last five weeks uh, in ter- in terms of their defensive points uh, for fantasy. So uh, they're playing. They are a mediocre defense, but they've been playing lights out uh, since they switched to the interim coach, who by the way made a case for himself this week. If they mm-hmm. take care of business the next two weeks, how can you deny a guy six and three who turned that defense that everybody said was garbage that we have said was absolute <laughs> garbage many times? Uh, Besides Max Crosby, that team's garbage. Bro, it, at worst, you're not going to be a linebackers coach next year. Yeah. At worst, you're going to go be a defensive coordinator somewhere. But I would be pretty surprised if they didn't give an opportunity here as well as things have gone for him and the crap situation that he was handed the Jimmy G situation that he got. He's running out there with a rookie quarterback who can't complete a pass for three quarters. He like all that stuff. That's a, that's a heck of a job. I I think he absolutely deserves not just recognition, but an opportunity. Yeah. I, I think if anything, that's a guy that, uh, it's kind of Dan Campbell-esque where it's like surround him with yeah. some good coordinators and just let him be the players coach. And obviously the guys love playing for him. It, I mean, it's been very clear, like the attitude of that team since he took over, um, uh, you know, let alone the the production of that defense since he took over. It, much deserved. I, You know, he's yeah. not going to be the best X's and O's guys, I don't think. But yeah, you put somebody in there and I, I think he's earned it personally. Yeah, I would say something. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. It doesn't happen that often. Um, but what we do see happen, speaking of Dan Campbell, is like the opportunity elsewhere comes. Maybe they don't view you as the guy, um, you know, to make a, a biblical reverence. You know, Jesus didn't do ministry in his hometown. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. uh, they sometimes they look at you as the kid that they knew, um, you know, and that can certainly happen for a lot of guys. Uh, that come in as interim coaches. Steve Wilkes did a phenomenal job with the Panthers last year. I uh, ended up being the 49ers defensive coordinator. Could totally see that being what happens here for Antonio. But man, none of us would be sad to see somebody, whether it's the Raiders or not, pick him up. Like you just said, Jameson, it, he, he deserves it. Um, speaking of the Lions, I want to talk about them. Clinch the division for the first time in 30 years. I to the yeah. Love it. Like absolutely <laughs> love it. 11 and 4. Um Joe Flacco story of the year. I don't know how he's not the comeback player of the year. I don't know how that doesn't happen. Um Could Joe Flacco just chucking. And Amari Cooper, holy crap. Clearing over 200 yards, gets two touchdowns. Flacco was throwing the deep ball like I mean does anybody throw the deep ball like that anymore? That looks like old school rust to quote Jameson on earlier podcast no. episodes. That was phenomenal. We're, and you know, the one specifically I'm thinking of that he scored on the long ball. That was unreal. He's ripping them right now. 
It's amazing. Perfect. He's got nothing to lose, and it shows too. He's no. out there. He's just dude he's like, does not he's, care. I came off the couch from retirement, guys. Like you gave yeah. me the best defense in the league, and Amari Cooper and Njoku. You gave me this offensive line that just beats up on humans. I'm just gonna throw the ball. Forget it. The windows he's thrown into are ridiculous. Sidearm bull crud. I mean, just throwing prayers on the sideline. But there, it's not bad throws. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. Yeah. It, dude came ready to ball out. I, this is fun, dude. Like, it's so fun. I am absolutely rooting for the Browns and the AFC. Please. He has the most terrifying man in the NFL on his team. I hope to God they make a run. I would love to see them in the AFC Championship game. And like, you know what? Legit. Flacco in the playoffs. He's got, he's, got history, he's got a history. He's got a history. He's put together that like the four best straight playoff games I've maybe seen from a quarterback like in my lifetime. Broncos game. It was like unbelievable. Yeah. And so and and we've talked about this before on the show, too. But like a guy like Joe Flacco, who doesn't have to have a season's worth of wear and tear on him and his throwing arm and just, you know, the little stuff. That comes up week to week like we I don't know if all of you guys watched it, but that Netflix quarterback series like he kind of, yep. you know, peels back a little bit of the curtain and you kind of see like, oh, yeah. here's what these guys really deal with week to week. When you have a guy like that who stayed in shape, but doesn't have that wear and tear can come in and just sling it like and he's playing well, you know, obviously he's going to be the gunslinger He's going to have a couple turnovers here and there is just what it is. But like he's playing really hot right now and he's going to be feeling pretty good at the right time of season with an amazing defense uh, and probably still for my money, the defensive player of the year uh, on that team as well. So yeah, it's, that's a scary team. Like I, I am very glad that we played them when we did um, because that could have been uh, another loss for the Rams on our schedule. And that would have basically took us out of everything. So, well, yeah. And that's probably one of the hardest fought games I saw with the 49ers too, was that game. And and the only one stupid kicker. the kicker missed a uh, like what was like forty some yard field goal, yeah. so like they're a good team. I I still I think you got comeback player of the year. I mean because we have that precedence of it's not somebody that's necessarily injured, right? That happened last year. Just can't somebody that came off the bench and played like amazing. So I mean you have that. But I think you got coach of the year right here. I I don't know how you what the Browns have done. They're ten and five. They technically could still win this. Their uh, division, I believe. So it's one of those things you're just like, man, like they yes, threw four quarterbacks. They threw four quarterbacks this year. They're on a fourth stringer who came off the couch. And this coach is all like, we got this. Let's go out there and ball. <laughs> and they're just playing like, like crazy. Dude, Steph- Kevin Stefanski is. Yeah. Like no guy. joke. That's a good coach. He's he's coaching his brains out. Uh, his GM's a moron, but he's a good coach. <laughs> Yeah, to, uh, to have, a pretty good team to have probably the worst deal in the history of the league at mm-hmm. that quarterback position at quarterback. Oh yeah, well, well, for next two years. we're gonna get to maybe a worse one in a minute. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but I mean, as, cur- as currently constituted, like what what Fair. you've gotten out of this guy uh, for the guaranteed money that you gave him. Okay, to to not even like it, it's like having uh a, I wouldn't call Deshaun Watson a Porsche by any means, but you have like a Porsche in the garage. And then you're just like winning a street race with your Honda Civic somehow 
and you're like, I don't know how I did it, but like, I'm a really good driver apparently. And so that, that's kind of like what it feels like you're allocating all this money, which is also taking away from other resources for your team, by the way. So yeah. it, it's like, you're playing with 70%, but you're still performing so well. And I think a lot of that is the coaching. A lot of it is obviously the defense, but Joe Flacco again, coming out and just slinging it has been something to watch. Um, I selfishly would probably throw uh, Sean McVay in the coach of the year conversation as well. But I, I even think I, I don't disagree with that. With, win with win two more games. Cleveland. Yeah. Win yeah, two I, more I, games. If you win two more, if we get to 10 wins on the season, it, it's, then it's, it's a conversation. There. It's a conversation. But still, Browns are already at 10 wins and they've gone through probably as much adversity as anybody. this Yeah, season. but but we still have to have a conversation about a guy in Houston. We got to have the conversation about the guy in Miami. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, again, two weeks of football that not only will have playoff implications, but MVP implications, but also basically for any award this year, it's going to come down to the last couple of weeks Heck with yeah. the exception of, I think Puka winning that offensive rookie of the year. I think it's kind yeah, of, Oh, he wrapped better up in- that at this point with, with Stroud missing two games, Stroud's yeah. going to have to throw 500 yards for the next two weeks. Yeah. Like that, that's he'd have to. And with, uh, like, I mean, they could win the division, <laughs> the Jags. I mean, the, the Jags, I think play like the Titans and they play the Panthers this week. So that, that yeah. should not be a thing, but, but in a really weird upside down world where the Jaguars, by the way, have a losing record on American soil because they're two and O overseas. <laughs> um, I was going to say, and they have not looked good the last couple and they weeks. Have not and T-Law's got don't... a sprained AC joint, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So, yo, you are not playing. You have a, a weird week where they lost to the Panthers. How did that happen? You know, Panthers obviously have nothing to lose. They're not, they don't have their own draft pick and they've um, been playing tough. Yeah, and then you, last week you have Too the Hubbard, man. And so it's like, those aren't fun games to play. And if CJ Stroud comes in and wins the last couple of games, maybe steals that division somehow, that would be very interesting too. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those conversations. I wanted to make sure we get in uh, with the Browns this last, uh, this last little tidbit that we all love. Uh, the Lions at 11-4, the Browns at 10-5. and both have 10 plus wins in the same season for the first time in 70 years. I uh, insane. These are two very well-known awful franchises. It's hard not to be excited for those two franchises. Thrilled. It's really Thrilled. hard not to be excited for them. I feel so happy for anyone I've <laughs> ever seen wear Lions gear in my or life. Or Browns like, jersey. I, I I'm I'm honestly I'm more happy for the Lions obviously because it's uh, the Browns have had some intermittent success here and there been at least uh, playoff contenders yeah in in more recent years so but the Lions to win the division and have a real shot I mean this isn't just like a good team it's a great team uh and and it's something that we need to recognize too these guys are still playing for the one seed in the NFC yeah um, they are not the same old Lions. Legitimately uh, playing for the one seed in the NFC. Yeah, like, they, they're tied record right now, and they Niners might have be the tiebreaker, but they they have the tied record. Yeah, and and the Lions might be the team that would benefit most from having that one seed. Yeah, like possibly just, just I mean, for between the fact them and the Jared Niners. Goff, yeah, well, just the fact that Jared Goff would get to play indoors at home in a dome throughout yep. the entire NFC playoffs is between I think the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think that's bigger for them than it even is, is for the Niners. Cause I think the, the Niners could go on the road and they can win a playoff game. I don't necessarily feel as strongly about that with, with the lions. So the lions mm-hmm. lock up that one seed. That's like, that's huge for them. Um, yeah. And I, 
I mean, I'm obviously going to be rooting for it. I'm still my number one rooting priority would be let the cards fall to where we get that Stafford in Detroit round one playoff game. Like that's ultimately what I want. That would be the most exciting football. And I would also feel losing to the Lions in the playoffs. It, it would be OK with me. Um, so like that, that's a really good matchup for me. And I think just for football fans in general, but them getting the one seed would be legitimately scary um, because then you get to let that slaughter of, you know, wild card teams kind of get stuff out of the way for you. And then whoever's coming to you is coming home. Uh, yeah. That's huge. Also, he like that. The Detroit fans, by the way, not only just the dome, but if you are a Detroit Lions fan and your team has a home playoff game, that place is going to explode, dude. It's it's gonna go bananas. Like, I uh, yeah, I I've got I do have some so I, I one really good friend who's a Detroit native, um, who who's been to two games I think this year, um, as well as uh, two preseason games, uh, and him and I had talked about it before the season started. And I said, "How do you feel?" He goes, "Man, it'll be so fun to to maybe uh be competing for a playoff spot." And like, like go into a year where you're just excited to compete for a playoff spot. He's like, that would be awesome if we actually get there next year. And uh, so the fact that they've already won uh, the division and locked it up, you know, a couple weeks early, that's freaking dope. And you yeah. just see it all over his face. Like he, he changed his profile picture to the Lions logo and didn't post anything, you know, and, and uh, I think it got like a hundred likes, you know, or that, that like silent that. hope of, was, of yep, teams awesome. that have not been good. They're like, I don't want to say anything because it's going to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but so cool for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike, I was looking at the, the stuff that you've gathered for us, um, you know, in, in regards to, I know we've already touched on the AFC side, but you've got percentages locked in for us for the next couple of weeks. Um, and i uh, pretty pumped. Uh, to just kind of see how the next two weeks play out. As we get into that, though, uh, joining me to my my right uh, is uh, my my co-host. Who you didn't electrocute yourself, did you? No, it's because the wires were severed. So oh, you have to get an electrician. Awesome. Yeah. Good times. Well, at well, least you know dead. the answer. At least you know the I, answer. I, yeah. At least I know the answer, and at least stay on topic of football. My Seahawks currently have a playoff spot. Yeah, currently. <laughs> Currently, currently, which we're going to, uh, Mike, let's start. Let's go over there real fast and talk about the NFC for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the NFC, my first question up here for everybody was, uh, do you think the NFC is set? Because I look at this, these playoffs here, and I have a hard time seeing much change in the playoffs. Because we've got personally. Yeah, we have the 49ers at the one, the Eagles at the two, the Lions at the three, all those teams at 11 and four, uh, the Bucks leading division in the NFC South at eight and seven, Cowboys at five at 10 and five. That is a lock at this point. Yeah. It doesn't look like that's going to move uh, unless the Eagles just screw up against both the Cardinals and the Giants. <laughs> they got that, the that's what I'm saying. Like, the way these, these games play out is, is kind of... Yeah, Rams at the six. They've got the Giants, Niners, Seahawks at the seven. They've got the Steelers cards. I the, the only reason that I would say maybe not, Mike, is um, in the in the eight nine spot. You have the Vikings and the Packers uh, who are playing each other this week. Um, mostly, I like the Packers who are in the nine currently. Um, they've got the Vikings and they've got the Bears. Now, I know those are both divisional games. The Bears are playing much better right now. Their defense has been very opportunistic. 
yeah. uh, and playing well. Uh, I wish those jerks would have scored me a couple more points this last week because I picked them up and streamed them. But uh, but no, I, I think the Packers have probably the easiest road uh, in terms of games. I Just because I, I think the Steelers are still really tough out because of their defense for the Seahawks uh, this week. I know Grant basically understands that. That might be his... His Super Bowl this That's year. That's the only one I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of, like, and even even then, I feel pretty confident. But like, if it, there was a game to drop it, it'd be against the defense. Yeah, like this. Seahawks have the Steelers, then the Cards in, in yeah. Week 18. But uh, I I think the Packers have a genuine shot. My understanding is if they win this week against the Vikings, their chances because they would have effectively eliminated the Vikings. Yes. My understanding they'd go up to the eight seed, but that they'd, they'd go up to the eight if the, way, the Seahawks the way, beat the Steelers. Yeah, if the Seahawks beat Steelers, but the way that it goes, though, now is like the Seahawks control their own destiny. So if they went out, they're in. Right. So they would need the Seahawks to lose for the Packers to be able to climb that. But then if they have the same record, it would be about, and I don't know where they stand in terms of conference, I just, conference uh, record and all that right. kind of stuff. I, I, but I like, I like the Packers more so than, because basically this is what it comes down to is like, uh, I think the Packers got to win both. Yeah. And then, uh, but I like their schedule. Um, I think the Seahawks and the Rams have to win both. Is my understanding of how all this is going to line out? Um, I think yeah. every it, if the Packers win out, yeah. and then the Rams or Seahawks drop one, I think the Packers jump. And I think the Seahawks are the ones that are eliminated. Is well, my they, understanding? They would be over the Rams because the Rams are the tiebreaker. The Rams, yeah, they have the tiebreaker over the Rams. The, oh, okay, the so it would be the Rams that get eliminated, in which that is scenario. terrible, right? Like you, you feel like I feel no, no, so no, no, good no, for no, the Rams the right now. Oh, okay, I'm, I got that backwards, Mike. I got that backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Rams hold the tiebreaker over the Seahawks, so it'd yes. be Rams and Seahawks out because the Rams would then go into the. They would probably they'd go into the gotcha. seventh seed, Seahawks in the eighth seed. Yeah. So explaining yeah. that again, like Packers need if they win both games, can uh, can eliminate the Seahawks uh, here. Uh, the, going forward, so if the Seahawks only win one, they put themselves in in real jeopardy here. I, yeah, I just I I like the Packers' chances coming in, but uh, you you look at the Seahawks and the Rams. I mean, they they got you got the Rams at sixty six percent to make the playoffs, Seahawks at sixty eight, Packers at twenty nine, but the Vikings are not playing well right now. And I feel exactly. I, if you're you know, and I know we're going to do pick them in a little bit, uh, and I clearly would lean uh, I'd lean that direction. Um, and I like them against the Bears too at home to close out the season. Hilarious, by the way. Packers hosting another home game against a divisional opponent and could get booted out of the playoffs if they lose. Um, that we've <laughs> never seen that in the script before. Uh, but yeah, I I do think that the Packers could take one of those shots. That's all I was really trying to say there. I don't know we kind of complicated it in the discussion, but I think I think that's the the realistic taker. I the Vikings do not have a playoff team. They don't, no. and they have to play the Lions in the last week. Even if the Lions are resting, uh, they may still lose that game. I mean, even with starters out, like the uh, Vikings yeah. are just not playing good football right now, which we all know matters. How you play right now matters. Then they don't have a good quarterback throwing the ball for them right now. No, and and they're just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Mullins is a turnover, you know, machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys are seven very and two games. <laughs> we, yeah. We've we've been there before. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I think for the most part, yes. I think it's likely that only one, either the Rams or the Seahawks, loses a spot here. Um, I know you, James. So, do you really think that that's likely? The, I, I, I like, no, I, I'm, no, no. I'm just saying it's likely. I'm saying that it is pretty set. I think the one through five is set. I uh, that that's yeah. how that's going to end up. 
we're just talking seeding at that sure. point. But I think those are, you know, obviously there's a division winner. Two of those already clinched division. Yeah. Um, and I think their seeds are likely to stay where they're at, likely based on schedule. Uh, you know, the Eagles and the Niners don't have, though the Niners, as we've already discussed, do have to play the Rams the week 18 and make some difficult decisions, uh, depending on where the right. score's at in that game. Um, but I mean, the Lions have to play the Cowboys this week. That's, that's the toughest remaining game for the top three. The Bucks have an easy out. They got the Saints at home and then they're at the Panthers. Mm-hmm. The Bucks should lock that up. Um, be 10 and seven with a win this week. Yeah. Heck of a yeah. Season. They, they win this week and they're in, they yep. already locked up the division so they can rest guys yeah. going into wild card, which great for them. And they'll get to host, um, that first week. Uh, good for them again. Uh, so yeah, Cowboys are basically in that position no matter what. Uh, they're they're the five seed. Uh, I don't think they really could lose. They they got the Lions this week, but then they're playing at the Commanders, so they're going to go one and one. They're going to be an eleven win team here at the worst. Yeah, at the at the worst. So eleven and six uh, could do themselves a real solid here if they beat the Lions this week. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, I think it's pretty locked. I, I feel pretty good about this. I think I think it's most likely that we have three NFC West teams. I think that's yeah. and that's what the percentages are telling us. But if anybody's going to upset it, it's going to be the Packers. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be the Niners, and and that's that's my biggest concern, especially for uh, poor Jamison over here. Is is those Packers should win the next two games, in my opinion. And if that happens, and the Niners beat the Rams at the last week, the Rams actually fall out because of that head to head game. Yeah. And this and it becomes Packers Seahawks. But what happens as soon as like the, like the Packers lose to the Steelers this week? Or the Seahawks, Seahawks or the, the Seahawks? Well, yeah, Seahawks then, yeah, if they lose, then it then it's Rams and Seahawks out. Yeah, well, then, then it's the Rams go down one and the Packers go up to six. Essentially, yeah, that's how it the works. C- which is kind of what Seahawks, I'm hoping for. <laughs> because Seahawks I don't feel to, too confident about Week 18. In order for that, the Seahawks pretty much have to have a game better. Then they can't. They have to be yeah. a game better yeah. than the Rams to be in the playoffs or have the same record. Yeah. So, you know, the conversation next week for the NFC is really going to be we're, we're going to start already breaking down the potential wild card matchups. And we're like, man, can this team beat that team? That's what we're going to get into next week. Excited yep. that for on the NFC side. I know the AFC is more clouded. So let's hit that really quick as we move oh, along in is, our playoff discussion. This is pretty messed up. I think and, and this is a bigger question than the last one is, is the AFC playoff set? No, no, <laughs> not even no close. <sighs> But let's, let's run close. through the top real quick. So we've got the Ravens at 12 and three and the Dolphins at 11 and four. They're not moving, right? We were pretty sure about that. Um, yes. Well, and then and the Bills are probably. And that's, well, that's the question. It, the Browns. The Dolphins no, could lose their next two games. No, and, but the Browns can't move up. No, but the Bills can. Yeah, the Bills can. Oh, the Bills can win their next two and they jump the Dolphins. could be for the division. Yeah. Which yeah. the Dol to be fair. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bills are playing some of the best football right now. The Bill, Bills, genuinely, Bills, Bucks, Browns, right now, I think are, are like my three favorite teams to watch play football at the moment. Uh, um, you missed one. It's actually the Rams, but that's fine. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm good with missing that. Um, but no, yeah, that that's true. I didn't I did not realize that was a scenario. But again, we you know we pointed out earlier, dude. There's not this isn't set because. The four seed has the same record as the 10 seed. Yeah. There is so much chaos that can happen, uh, specifically in the uh, AFC South. It's just nuts, uh, which is so funny. We have two playoff teams right now in the AFC South. 
Jameson, we declared that these that the NFC and the AFC South were the worst divisions in football. And did we know we were right about one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the Colts have been a surprise, you know, they but by the way, we're talking coach of the year. If that oh, if they yeah. make it to 10 and seven, yeah. that's another discussion, too. I mean, have, did we also talk about I well, mean, the backup quarterback coach coach of the year? I mean, Stefanski. Yes, yeah, that was the first conversation biggest. before you yeah, came in. Like that's insane. What's happening with that Browns team right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we we are all yeah. such Browns fans in the AFC. I know we all feel that way. We're like, let's go. I so, I want to see Joe Flacco in the Super Bowl. I really so, do. Yeah, you <laughs> like pull a Nick Foles and just do go. it. Pull a oh, Nick Foles and let's do this. Years later. Yeah, but then Deshaun Watson would have a Super Bowl ring. Oh, that would be oh. sad. <laughs> wait a, wait a, yeah, no, that. they'd have to put an asterisk on it. Yeah. No, you they pay you so much money, <laughs> you actually agree. don't get this. No, they they should. They should. They, should. they don't. Yeah, you get one. Give but, us back the guaranteed money, or you can have the Super Bowl ring. Because <laughs> So I will say, though, it, uh, to narrow it down, Mike, um, Steelers, dear Lord, are going to have a, hard, a really hard time with this. I'm surprised um, at Seahawks, playoffs. at Ravens, I'm surprised the NFL that, hates them. I'm surprised <laughs> that their percentage is as high as 12. Yeah. That seems pretty The Raiders, uh, who are 7-8 and eight and need help, um, are playing the Colts and the Broncos and have a higher percentage at the 11 seed with 15% than the Steelers do at with 12. these two away games at 12%. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. I do feel like the Steelers are out. I do feel like clearly the Raiders are out because they don't control any part of their own destiny. Yeah. Um, they need teams to lose out to help them. Um, the I don't think that the Bengals are in. I I think that the Texans Colts matchup, like we discussed, uh, this coming in Week 18, could be for the seventh seed. That's it. That's the last spot. Mm-hmm. I I like these other six teams to make the playoffs. I don't know how the Bills don't make the playoffs. They're playing the Patriots this week. That's it. Yeah, and that, that, that kind of gets them ten at worst. Yeah. Ten at worst ones. Yeah, yeah. They, that that clinches them a spot. Uh, I I believe if they win that game, they're in. Yeah, and so I, mean, I think that's I, one through six settled. I I also don't. Again, we touched on this earlier. I don't want to totally, even though it's unlikely, I don't want to totally write off the Jags just blowing that division and not only losing the division but completely falling out of the playoffs because that's what would happen if they somehow dropped one or even both of these games. Like I don't think they would be in the, the playoffs. To fall out of the playoffs, I think they would have to lose both games. Mm-hmm. But it, because of that Texans Colts game in Week 18, so yeah. somebody out of one those of those two, two have to have a loss. Be gone. Yeah, yeah, and and the Jaguars holds the uh, tiebreakers over both of them. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so they're likely at least the seven seed. They're likely at least the seven. Yeah. Um, likely they could lose two and be out. Yeah, uh, and I, I still and, think it's most likely that they beat Carolina and that they beat Tennessee. <laughs> like I, I don't think it's unlikely, but yeah with how they've been playing, they've lost four in a row and we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it's how you're playing right now. That means a lot. And this is a team that right now has not won a football game in over a month. It, so I just realized if the Colts, so if the Jaguars lose both, they could still be in. Yeah. And if the, cause the Bengals have the opportunity to lose both to the chiefs and the Browns and the Steelers, we feel like will at least lose one against the Seahawks and the Ravens. So that would, that would make, the Jaguars eight and nine and getting the seven seed if the Colts were to lose to the Raiders and the Texans in back to back, which is very possible. 
I mean, the Raiders are playing. It's very the, possible. The Raiders are scoring sixty points. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it's totally and and they don't let anyone score points apparently anymore. Um, but like, yeah, it's totally possible. That's I did not see that coming. That's really funny. But I yeah, I feel really good about the one through six though. I do think the Jaguars because they're playing the Panthers and Titans should yeah. get one of those should two games. One of those games again. They should. Yeah. Yeah. They should be good. To, the, the, should. Um, but it's the NFL, so who knows. But uh, yeah, so that seven seed is just awesome, dude. I love the fight for that. That's so cool. Um, and, and the fact that the Rayo, Raiders and Broncos. Week 18. Yeah. The Raiders and Broncos are still in this. I mean, the Raiders are playing the Colts this week, and that's possibly for the that Broncos, number seven seed. The yeah. Broncos have Jarrett Sidham as their quarterback. So yes. I, don't know if, I don't know if that technically. That was a fantastic transition. That's right where I was going. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know go. if they really have a chance because as much as we want to make fun of Russell Wilson, I. Jared Stidham is their quarterback right now. Yeah. All I know like, is let's, I feel let, let's so. Let's be real there. I feel so justified. I love this. <laughs> I love this day. You love this day. I love this day. This he's is my good time. He, he's yeah. having a good week. You know, I'm sure that he is. I. You know what? I don't have the energy to put up with his nonsense. <laughs> my nonsense. I. Hey, I was just proven right. That's all I'm saying. You. Hey, look. All you gotta do is make it through another 15 ish minutes. The. the <laughs> The Broncos cut a dude who had thir- 29 touchdowns, eight interceptions, but okay. Yeah. That yeah, is but what they're going to do. When you watch the game, you realize, hmm, not that great. Gets sacked a lot. Sean hey, Payton uh, also hates his guts, which doesn't help. That's not yeah, a rest. Well, I help. mean, his team does clearly not like him that much. Uh, can we just say this dude might be like the definition of like the, the TV quarterback or the, the movie quarterback, I should say, um, the, the like douchey guy that gets all the stats and puts the fans in the stands that everybody hates. Like, is that not Russell Wilson? Sounds like it for, from all the reports. Dude, his coach hates him. Sean Payton hates everybody, though. Let's be real. Sean he Payton doesn't hate Sean Payton. Yeah, because, it's Ru- because it was Russell Wilson's <laughs> fault that the defense couldn't stop Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots wide receivers. That is, That's uh, Russell Wilson's I mean, fault. he's the quarterback of a team that couldn't put more points on the wins and losses is a stupid stat for quarterbacks we've all talked about that jameson that's true but also just looking at this touchdown to interception ratio isn't always as good as he also has a 66 he had he completed over 65 percent of his passes had a quarterback rating of 98 he's barely thrown for over 3,000 yards he what He's barely thrown for over 3,000 yards. You know who else is barely thrown for over 3,000 yards? The uh, current front runner for NFL for MVP. MVP. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But when you watch, which my whole point is, when you watch them play, which yeah. is the whole point of I it. I agree with you. I agree with you. All, all I'm saying is the team agrees they don't want Russ so bad that they don't want him to get hurt when they can still get into the playoffs because they don't want to give him guaranteed 37 million if he gets injured. Yeah. And I think there's a, I think there's a legitimate conversation that that's going to be a part of this off season and future off seasons. These quarterback contracts have gotten absolutely out of control. Yeah. And you have, you basically in the NFL right now, your window to go in Super Bowls. Uh, is first rookie, four years of a quarterback. Yeah, rookie contract. Or five if you get drafted in the first round. Yep. Right. And and the 49ers are the proof of that. Um, you know, the Chiefs got away with one with Mahomes, but got hit their first one when he was on that. that but he's Bengals. also Patrick Mahomes. He's also Patrick Mahomes. He's a freaking unicorn. Um, the Bengals. A unicorn that needs some receivers, but a unicorn. Yeah, I would agree with the Bengals there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Bengals. There we go. Um, You're going to have to you know, pay people now. And it's, Eagles, it's getting harder. Eagles, Eagles aren't good Taylor's. now. 
Just saying. Like they're <laughs> they're good, not great right now. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think that's going to well, be. Seems a I want it like the 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 Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger on the rookie contract. Yep. Russell Wilson on the rookie contract. So many Keep others. Going. It's the rookie contract. I'm now blanking. It was literally Rams rookie. Went to the Super Bowl Flac- with Goff on was Flacco contract, still on his? Win. Wasn't Flacco on his fifth year? Flacco might have been. I'm pretty sure he was. Was Flacco a first I, round pick? No, but no, no, no we're no, we're just talking but about rookie contract. We're talking oh. about rookie contract. Yeah, rookie yeah. contracts. Just saying for all those guys. I mean, it was literally Tom Brady and rookie contracts. Um, and then throw in uh, legitimately one season of Peyton Manning, one season of. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, like that's yeah. who was getting there. I, you know, I, Cam, did Cam make it? Cam made it on his rookie contract. So, yeah. you know, like it's, it is, it's a very real thing. And I think that the, what the Broncos are about to do makes a lot of sneaking sense. Oh, yeah. I, like I, I agree with that 100%. And I think one of the big problems that kind of is how we got here is not only, uh, you know, blockbuster trade, which obviously, like Grant, uh, as he's said many times, feels very good about that trade and what that's meant for Seattle. Um, and it's kind of only proven to be, I, I don't know if I would call it a complete fleece, but like, it's basically. I mean, when you're benching the dude, you trick it's basically up two first it's, two seconds. Yeah. Uh, not even. T- I'm going to wait for seasons. this offseason to, to call it a complete fleece to see what they actually do. But it's essentially uh, a fleece at this point. And yeah. Not only not only that, but to just immediately extend the guy when you haven't seen anything is another thing that the NFL loves to do. I mean, we saw it with Deshaun Watson. Let me just sign this guy to millions and millions of guaranteed dollars. Even though he haven't played in here. Exactly. So it's like they the GMs, the front offices, the owners of these teams are a bit too gung ho on. Let's get the guy and immediately extend him. And we've seen it bite so many teams already. I mean, the Rams I will did it say to this though, too when they we, did <laughs> with Goff and with Todd Gurley. So I will say this: the Rams scored when they got Matthew Stafford, and they have paid him right. Yes. And you go back and look at Deshaun Watson. If they, if the Browns had gotten Deshaun, even three quarters of the Deshaun Watson that he was his almost MVP season, like this Browns team would be the Super Bowl favorite, yeah. right? Like flat out, but quarters of Deshaun Watson guy. is still a top five, probably quarterback. Yeah, of like, that Deshaun Watson, exactly. And so, like, you're not. And so, so it's like, okay, we we swung and we missed. You know that happens. You know, people are like the 49ers. They swung and they missed on their first round draft pick for QB. They got lucky with a seventh round. Oh yeah, they're praising the stars on that one, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. so, so sometimes you swing and you miss, and I kind of get that. But when you're swinging and missing with a full quarter of your team's entire contract money like the browns this mm-hmm. year and next year i think a full quarter of their cap space is one player and you're yeah. and you're missed on it that, that somebody's got to get fired right like that's well, well they, they, they did in denver yeah. well yeah they did well, they missed but, in denver and they, well, they, they the fired are still gonna the, win 11 the, games the browns are in the playoffs and <laughs> i mean i was gonna say one of the division but the ravens probably won the division but like it's because this team they've built is so good and they were a quarterback away. Apparently that quarterback is Joe Flacco, but, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, like that's why they haven't been fired. I mean, in a very similar way to like, I, I feel like yeah, with the Niners. If, yeah. Well, yeah. With the Niners, if, if, if Brock Purdy didn't exist, John Lynch probably doesn't have a job. If this team has, if this team fell like, like, like in tank, like they should have without having able to replace their talent, there's a good yeah. chance that John Lynch is on a hot seat or things like that. But because, Joe Flacco exists and is making the ship run. 
because Brock Purdy is exists and they're going to take them deep into the playoffs. They're good. The funniest thing about this whole thing to me is that they had Baker Mayfield who was yeah, they did. injured by the way and playing poorly through injury. Yeah. Uh, and then they just throw him to the wayside and Baker by any account, whether you watch him play and you see how he's impacted that team with what they have, or you even look at the numbers, he's been like a top 10 quarterback this year. Yeah. yeah. And he was mm-hmm. there. And yep. by the way, Cleveland loves him. Yes, they did. Cleveland loves Baker Mayfield. And they That's still he was do. doing Hulu they still, commercials. They I mean, still yeah. do because the whole fan base <laughs> knew that the organization screwed him over. It was exactly. nothing that Baker did. He and, didn't. and so it's a double whammy for Cleveland to basically go around and do that, be still an awesome team, and be like, hey, we could have avoided this mistake to begin with because we had the guy that we all liked and who, by the way, is actually good when he's healthy. Who would have thought? And, yeah. and honestly, like if Baker Mayfield was this Cleveland quarterback right now, I mean, how much more serious are we taking the, the Browns? Like in all seriousness, like we love what Joe Flacco is doing. Yeah, but, but I'm not. I'm taking him serious right now. No, no, I know. I don't that. know if Baker would elevate that for me, to be honest. I think, but it would be even at least. It, it would even at least. It would take them from where they are now to like, okay, is it the Ravens or is it the Browns? Like, legit. This might be like we the Browns team a few years ago. That we were saying that they might be the Super Bowl, like when, like that, like after Baker had his really good year yeah. and stuff like that, and they had Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, and all that. All that a going dark on. horse Super Bowl vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, to to put the Russell contract in perspective. Um, and so the people know what we're talking about here in terms of what it would mean. Um, the, if, if they were to let go of Russell Wilson, um, pre March 17th, I would mean $85 million of dead cap, uh, in 2024. So they, uh, and it, the reason they're not letting him play has been widely covered by other media outlets. I'm sure we're not your only source of information. Um, is because if he gets hurt, he also gets a $37 million uh, injury guarantee on top of his already guaranteed $39 million uh, for next season. So they now, want to risk it. If they, yeah, if they designate him as a post-June 1 release, which is a uh, an option that a lot of teams exercise when they're prepared to take a heavy cap hit for a season, um, it would mean that they get to spread that $85 million out between the 24 and 25 season, which is looking like what they're prepared to do. Cause apparently those Broncos can try and lose two games and improve their position in the NFL draft this next year. Uh, but it would mean for 2024, uh, 35.4, uh, hit on the cap, uh, of which they actually have to pay Russ straight up 39 million, uh, in cash this year. Um, and then for 2025, uh, the largest cap hit of all time in dead would be 49.6. I didn't say that exactly correctly. Dang, that's a terrible 49.6. So essentially $50 million in dead cap. So the plan clearly is Sean Payton's going to go get a rookie quarterback. This dude yeah, has yeah. a 10-year contract, Sean Payton does, and he he knows how long if he's they, got. If they go 7-10, and 10, they'll be drafted around the 10-11, 9-10-11 mark. So they could be taking the second oh, or third quarterback, depending yeah. on who's out. Yeah. Somebody like a Bo Nix. Sean Payton feels like a Bo Nix kind of pairing to me. Well, yeah, you Bo, say what well, Bo started May, fifty-nine this a, games this or something like that. Scenario yeah. as well as well. Yeah, uh, may may certainly could be uh, possibly the second quarterback. I don't as as that's West a, that's Coasters. Another conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as West Coasters, we feel pretty strong about the Bo Nix pick. We've seen that guy. 
do nothing but complete 70% of his passes. Two guys in the Pacific Northwest that well, are going to be picked really That high. is very true. Three um, guys on I, the West But Coast I like him more general. as an NFL guy. I do. You like Bonex more than Penix? Is it NFL guy? Personally. It's, it's the 59 starts in the in college. I think that has think, that's gonna yeah, play a part. I think Sean Payton wants an like an adult that can come play quarterback for cheap. And and that's what Bonex is gonna be for yeah. him. He's yeah. gonna have seen oh, by every the way, defense. When you want when you talk about completion percentage, like there's a reason why he loves guys like Drew Brees so much. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. He wants a guy who can put the ball in the hands of his guys that he's scheming up and just let that offense cook. And and Bonex is as humble as they come. And is not going to be some dude that needs to do everything. He's not going to take an insane amount of chances. He's not wild. Penix will throw the ball up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and remember, that guy had two of the top three receivers in the country. In the country. That he yeah. knew. And, I mean, he had the best <clears throat> high point opportunity of any quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not talking, taking any away from his amazing throws. But he also did sling a little bit. And it got them in trouble in certain spots. I'd be real curious to see what happens this weekend. But that's, again, what conversation we'll have as we approach other stuff. So kind of wrap this whole thing up. Uh, Flacco, by the way, won the Super Bowl in his fifth year of his rookie contract in 2012. I was right. Yes. Thank you. So just put that in your little hat there for you. Yeah. I would also be very curious. It's not something we have to dive into, but like it also the follow up to this whole rust thing makes me think who would want him. Who would want Mr. Flacco? No, who would want Russ? Like with. Oh, sorry. with, With. how things are unfolding here. I think we're all very confident that he's not going to be the quarterback of this team moving forward. It's like, I don't who I don't commanders know. feel like they're going to go young. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He sucked that yeah, bad for I, I a reason. I do believe he's going to be a starter somewhere. I, yeah, I don't just, he's not going to go anywhere and be a backup. Um, but I mean, it's going to be certain I'm, scenarios. I'm, I'm, I'm a team like, that whiffs or can't get a, one of the receiver or he could be a late Patriot? signing. A Patriot. Yeah. Oh, I don't hate that. Patriots. Yeah. That could that could could be a Patriot. I know a lot of people that want the I know a lot of people that want Justin Fields in in Boston. Well, but well, who's I mean, gonna who's gonna be his coach? That's my question. Well that's who's yeah. gonna coach because I mean, I mean, it's not Belichick. I mean, so I, I think he'll attract the same kind of thing like a I mean, but Kirk Cousins coming off injury. Like the the Falcons. We got some of those teams that are like looking at <laughs> hey, they didn't want to sign Lamar Jackson. So that's that is <laughs> yeah. um Gosh, well, I, mean, yeah, I, I think the other interesting I, thing is a lot of teams would probably rather take because I, I also think that a guy like Justin Fields is um, probably and it's more of a contract thing than it is a performance thing right now because the Bears have kind of been humming a little bit. I do think that Justin Fields will probably not stick around in Chicago just for the sake of, hey, we can get a quarterback on a rookie deal. And kind of do the same thing. I think, and then if you have Justin Fields and Russell Wilson available, who kind of do similar things, I personally, at this point in their careers, I'm taking Justin Fields. So if there's two available quarterbacks oh, yeah. of that same thing, now you have not only are there not as many places that would want Russ to begin with, but now there's like a better, younger, probably cheaper option, also of Russ. So now what happens to Russ? Well, and it just well, like opens up this whole Pandora's box of like now where does Russ fit? Literally so, like Russell Westbrook in the NFL, literally. He's, he's, <laughs> like, he's not going to be. He, so he's a three-year contract. That's what Russ is. But also, whoever, they, whoever he signs with, they will not have to pay him a whole lot of money. 
Mm, maybe see, that I I, Russ is a I, think, I mean you would he's, think no I mean but he's, he's gonna use his numbers well, and he's no, gonna say no. well twenty nine and eight guys well, well, and I no, completed sixty six percent of my passes and but I think not no, my what fault I, what I mean is like I don't think like he you could probably pay him twenty five million no you can't pay that. him G, I, I I think you're gonna have to pay him more than Jimmy G isn't that what he was yeah it, Jimmy was making twenty five so, so maybe twenty eight I think he's in the twenty eight thirty three conversation and it's a three year deal. And he's what he yeah. pushed for is probably a three-year, hundred million dollars. I mean, that's gonna. Yeah, I think so, that's what he pushed for in the market. And I and but his, I think he'd get that. But yeah, and 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 it feel. By the way, it also feels like something stupid the Raiders would do. Um, that, the, that's actually something. It's I was a perfect about. option. Uh, it, it like New Orleans can't do it on back-to-back years, or that they would do it too. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, this could be a Titans situation. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I don't they know feel if they about this. I don't. I don't know. Like, they but they, but they don't have a contract and... to a quarterback after this. What's the Levis. harm? What What's yeah. the harm in Levis and and Wilson being there competing? Especially if Wilson's only going to be a three year deal. I don't think that's bad, and it might yeah. convince D Hop, you know, to to play decently this next year uh, as well. I, that one makes sense. I, again, this is all stuff we can get into at a later time, but um. Yeah, I think his mark is absolutely three years and, and capping out at $100 million. If you're signing him for over that, you're dooming your team. And there's a few teams that are stupid enough to do that. Guys, that just want to make a splash. Um, the Broncos were stupid enough to do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the Raiders definitely are. But I will say at least the Raiders, uh, with their contract, they had opt-outs with Jimmy um, due to his injury issues. So they're not like long-term screwed. Uh, yeah. I will give them that. Uh, that, that was coming back to Seattle, guys. <laughs> you don't want Pro- that. No. You don't want Gina, that at all. I, no, no, I, I, I think they like the scenario they're in, and and uh, there's there, there's a good chance they're, they're going to try to trade up and try and get a guy in the draft. Oh yeah, that that would or make sense Justin for them Fields, too. Something I, I commented to Jameson, maybe they make a trade for Justin Fields. Don't hate that if the price is right. I don't right. hate that either. But I, I, but I think what the Bears would ask for is pretty significant, to be honest. Um, I don't, and the and the Seahawks. Like keeping their picks, they do. I mean, that's it, it, how they've it, built it would that just team. Be very so. situational, but yeah. But if the, if the price was right and the Bears were like, yeah, we're gonna go get Caleb um, third and the sixth. I don't know. It it would have. Oh, I, no, they're not giving him up for. It, I don't know. I think Justin Fields is a first rounder. He's a first round quarterback. Like you're you're giving up a one. Maybe I, I'm not saying anything insane. No, I don't. I don't know. I just don't. His last 17 games, 4,200 yards or uh, 4,200 yards passing. He has uh, he has literally almost identical stats to Lamar in those last yeah. seventeen games. I mean, they're they're almost there's, identical. There's no guarantee they even go get a quarterback. As crazy no. as that sounds, uh, yeah. Maybe they maybe they just go get Marvin Harrison Jr. and a freaking star left tackle. Let's and go. Just go yeah. at go I at mean, it. Yeah. The the DJ Moore connection has been pretty unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Like, go pair a guy with him. Let's let's see what happens. This is a team on the up. You do that, and, and you got DJ Moore for another year. Yeah. And Everyone's number one back. wide receiver in Marvin Harrison, who, by the way, is probably like the best route runner in the whole draft. And then you got but, who's also a deep ball guy. Like, bro, he might be the best receiver coming out in, I mean, in a long I mean, time. Like, I, I mean, honestly, he's, to me, I would be surprised if he doesn't have like a Justin Jefferson, Jefferson or, type. or Jamar Chase. Type yeah, yeah. Puka Nakua esque season for him as a rookie. They had very comfortable. Yeah, I know. I know. He might be the next Puka Nakua. Okay, he might be. He might be no he, but he looks fantastic. I I agree. So it's it's and a lot of options. Hard time, I have a hard time trusting the Bears to do anything smart. Also, but they absolutely should do that. 
Well, they, they should. We we I made fun of certain things they did this year. We did, and they, and they were interesting organizational decisions. If the thing about Fields is true, I think that would be the worst of them. But look how much it better that team has executed since they legitimately made a cohesive units there on their defense, on mm-hmm. their offense. And f- to be fair to them, they also were dealing with a lot of injuries since having Herbert back. They, uh, they've had the one, two, three option with running back, and that's been much more sustained. So you weren't just putting it on fields. And they've had guys staying healthy in their receiving core. And as well, you know, Cole Komet did miss some games, and that clearly cost them too. So now that they're healthy and they're running, they, they look cohesive. And, and then they've been competitive been, in the last few weeks. Great. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, the, maybe, maybe we the were a little harder on them than we should have been. Should have beat the Lions. But uh, it would be interesting. I know we need to get to pick them. I'm going to do a hard out here on our segment and call it good right there uh, so that we can wrap up in, in a reasonable amount of time for us, uh, especially since one of us had a very long day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Grant, do you want to walk us through what happened last week? Uh, because I'm smart. I was, I was real That's close. Our... I was real close to being perfect, guys, until Christmas evening. Um, That's right. Uh, I was I was close as well. So, what we got going on here is we have another good week, though overall in terms, yeah. of, in terms of the 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 rights and the wrongs here. Um, Matt, you and I went four and one. Jameson and Mike went three and two. Um, yeah. Uh, Mike, are these are these totals? I know you you you're messing with this. Are those totals correct? Yeah, I told them all up for you. Yeah. They're good. Awesome, sweet. Yeah, so then we got we got Mike at fifty and thirty. We've got Matt at forty nine and thirty one. Coming for you. I got am one at, on Mike this week. I am at forty two and sorry, forty eight and thirty two. Jameson is at forty three and thirty seven. So again, this there there's close. Everything is tight. These now matter. Every single win matters. Um, every single it. loss matters as well. Um, so that's how we how we are going. So. Right now, we've got some exciting games. I'm looking. Mike is typing them right now. There is some exciting ones here. There is a lot to be had. A lot of seating still up in the air to be made. Seahawks. Uh, you, you want that to pick them? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Let's I, do that. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's game of the week for me. Why? Because <laughs> of the potential of my team? It's, no, because of the playoff implications yeah. for, for seating and whatnot. I, I think true. Seattle, Pittsburgh is like. The game to watch this weekend. The one week I'm going to root for the Steelers. Bingo. (laughs) Right. I root for them a lot. And I probably hate the Steelers more than I hate the Seahawks. What? We're just saying something. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Um, So we, I am. Someone just lit up a firework in my, in in my neighborhood. That was either, either that or that was a black powder gun. Uh, Yeah. Pirate. That was very loud. Pirate ship. Get ready for that New Year's Eve stuff over there. Must be. Okay, so first up, I guess I'll go first here since this is how we have it. Dolphins at the Ravens. Um, I'm 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 sticking with with the birds because they just they just they oh just God. they just played an extremely well a really complete game against what we'd say. I mean, is, but, but before this week, best team in the league. Question though, before you you commit to that, yeah. Uh, injury update on Hamilton. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, so I looked it up earlier today, it. and uh, Harbaugh said he's not as bad as it looked, and he should be yeah. able to. He's questionable at this point. He's not like no like major damage, from my understanding. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, the way cool. he went down trying to make Dude, that tackle, I, I was like, no. I, I that, like, that I was even with my that, team getting killed. I don't ever root for guys like that to get injured. He's a good. What was that? That was like uh, according to like ESPN or whatever from from Harbaugh this afternoon. Okay. So they're they're okay. hoping for the best. Maybe so, miss okay. this week. So. 
Dolphins at the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens just flew across, across the country and manhandled the 49ers. That was great. Great way to cap off my Christmas. Um, so I, I didn't mean, miss him being here for that entire yeah. segment, by the way. Yeah, I wish I was. This is probably the we spent I was. almost a half an hour on it. So. Oh, dang it. <laughs> anyway, that being said, it though, a lot shorter if you were here. That, that being said, though, man, I mean, it's Ravens. Like, I'm taking Ravens. I mean, the Dolphins, Dol- I mean, Dolphins are good, but what the Ravens are doing, I mean, at this point, they're the best team in the league. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, last one should be Packers. Do you want so, to do that one? I yeah. thought we would all choose the same team, though. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Man, I, I was thinking maybe Chiefs Bengals. What's that? Maybe Chiefs Bengals. I, I think we're all going to pick the same. Okay. Let's just do Packers. Okay. Fine. All right. Mike, I'll take care of this while you finish out typing that. All right. Yep. Jameson, Dolphins at Ravens. What do we got? Uh, I'm also going to pick the Ravens. Um, really, the only reason I didn't pick the Ravens last week was the fact, and I talked about this when you were gone, I really needed the Niners to win for that week 18 to hopefully have them take a week off, but I have been pretty was, high on the Ravens. Yeah, and so I was like, you know what? Niners are at home. We're going to roll that way. Um, but I've been pretty big on the Ravens for basically most of the season here, and I'm going to kind of continue rolling with that as much as I've liked what I've seen from the Dolphins. And, you know, Tyreek could come back, and if he stays healthy, could still put up some huge numbers last couple of weeks of the season and still put his name in, you know, potential MVP conversations. But um, that, that Ravens team, especially if, if Hamilton is able to come out and, and still play, you know, pretty healthily. Um, I just really love that defense. The, you know, going into that uh, Niners game, they were allowing just over like 16 points a game, which is absolutely insane. Um, and if you can stop the Niners the way that you did it, I think you can do very similar things to Tua and the Dolphins. Um, and so, I'm just going to keep rolling with the high hand. And okay. I think Lamar could potentially go out. And if you beat the Dolphins this week and you really lock things up and you have a good game, I think you just kind of also lock up the MVP. So I think they're really going to be looking for that. I'm going to go Ravens. Yep. Yeah. All right, Matt, how about you? Uh, no analysis for me. We're playing hot ball here. Ravens. Mike. I. Ooh. Whew. Um, say, I know you're high on the Dolphins and you have been most of the season. The the Dolphins defense has been playing amazing since Jalen Ramsey came back. Also true. Right, by the way. Like yeah. honestly, they're not top defense, but they 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 rose several levels when that guy came back on the field. Um, and they run a similar offense to the 49ers, very similar, with maybe even better skill position guy in Tyreek Hill, I would say. So not maybe, is a better skill position player in Tyreek Hill. And the 49ers just put up four hundred plus on the Ravens defense. Man, this Dolphins team could easily, easily pace this Ravens team offensively. But man, if this if this was in Miami, I'd go Dolphins. But it's I would in Baltimore. And I'm going Ravens. Yeah. I'm going Ravens. Oh, join the crowd. Join the, I, hope this a, a I hope this is forty this points. Like this is like forty to thirty seven or something. Yeah, this, that's the kicker to me. Is 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 it's going to be cold? It's going to be in Baltimore. Dolphins are Miami team coming north. Yeah. I think they're going to struggle. Hey, hey, but I don't don't say it too much because I got Tyreek in championship week. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're jumping around our order here a little bit. Uh, Mike, we'll stick with you doing the snake. Uh, we're going to do Packers at Vikings. Um, the ninth seed, duking it out. Uh, yeah, both teams need this game in a, the worst kind of way. We already talked about it, um, but I'm going to go. The Packers are playing better ball. 
Um, they've they've had a couple head scratchers, but the it, the Vikings just got too many injuries. They just they've just been too hurt off the quarterback position. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's go, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna echo that. I I don't. I, I just I think Mullins is gonna turn the ball over three times. I think that'll be the difference. Uh, you know, I'll call it right now: two in the air, one on the ground. Um, and uh, the Vikings haven't been able to. Oh well, and and let's not forget: we need to mention T.J. Hawkinson. Yes, uh, yeah, just went down ACL, MCL, brutal. This, this um, late, also, he's probably not going to be ready to go by the beginning of the season. It, yeah, he's going to be questionable week one, twenty twenty four. Right now, I mean, I don't know Aaron Rodgers, modern medicine, blah blah blah, but. Uh, yeah, just lost because of that loss, that's huge. That's absolutely huge for them. Um, so I'll I'll agree and just take the pack. All right, Jameson, how about you? Um, yeah, sweet, I mean, sweet, sweet. I I would agree that the Packers are better here. I am gonna zag though, just for the sake of zagging. Um, mm, because yeah. for my rooting interest, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings, and I'm just gonna hope that Justin Jefferson has a very special day. And somehow kind of stuns the Packers there because if the Vikings can beat the Packers, that makes me feel a lot better uh, about my team going into the last couple of weeks and just having us. That's a good zag, though. Stay stay a little safe because again, yeah. If I'm looking at some of our matchups here, like I, I, the Packers are the better team, but I, yeah, I, I think also vibes are a little bit off. I mean, we touched briefly on the Jair Alexander thing. Like that just feels weird that that even happened in the first place. Uh, yeah. It was such like a that. weird suspension. He is such an idiot. But it's such a, the whole situation is weird. Like he goes up on the. Yeah, Dude, no, the yeah. interview is weirder than what he did. Did you he, see it's him like after he the game? Know what he did? The coach wrong. The coach didn't even know I was from Carolina. Of course, I'm going to walk out there. You're like, what are you talking about, dude? Are you dumb? He's like the You're boys. The, the boys supported week. me in it. I mean, he walked so, up and wasn't you, supposed to be there he, and like talk he, to the refs. Here's how you do it. Say, hey, coach, I'm from Carolina. Is it cool if I be one of the captains this week? Why yeah. would Matt, why would Lafleur say no? Seriously, like you're like, oh yeah, man, go for it. He like, the, the thing is, like they didn't solved. tell him. They didn't tell him like five minutes before the game. Hey, you're not going to be a captain. Like he freaking knew on Friday. He doesn't, he doesn't have the captain badge on. Like you know he that he doesn't. It literally, but he so, can go be an honorary captain. And then they're just, he's like, I don't even. What, what's the big like at the end of his interview after the game? They're like they're talking to him, and he didn't even understand what he did wrong. Like when he said, "Yeah, we we're gonna play defense." They're like, "Uh, do you mean you defer?" Like the ref asked, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, we want our defense out there. Yeah, we're gonna defer." And he's like, "Okay," because for those of you that don't know that and haven't that's seen the means. interview, that's, that's what, that, what means. that means. If he asked for defense in the first, he gets it. Then you're allowing you the other the team to, to the yeah half. them to mm-hmm. defer and get to choose the second half. So they you would have had defense, defense both times. times. Yeah, I mean, outside the eighty-five Bears, who, or you know, maybe the the two thousand Bucks or two thousand one Ravens, who wants to do that? Exactly. Um, so legitimately, he he was so stupid, guys. I mean, if you see the interview, he had his sunglasses on, unless he's talking to the reporters, putting on his hoodies. Like he literally had no clue that what he did was bad. And they're like, "Did you realize that you almost cost your team a possession in the game?" He's like, "We talking about in a three point game, by the way." I just told him. I just yeah. told him we wanted to start Dude, on I, defense. I, I we still wanted the Panthers to win that game. Who's the hilarious. funniest freaking thing ever? Yeah. And so hilarious. I didn't want to derail us too much with that, but like things Sorry, like hilarious. that and like almost losing to the Panthers. Like I, I, I feel like the Packers should win this game, but I don't feel like they're still like 
the Rams right now. It's like, oh, yeah, they're in the playoff hunt, but like they just kind of need to take care of business and we know that they're good and we think they will. I, I still think they can slip up somewhere and it's yeah. still Jordan Love. He could still have a bad week. And again, like you still have, have special players if you're the Vikings, yeah. even though you're losing a lot of guys. I will, and so to I'm edify your point, Justin Jefferson against two rookie seventh round corners. Special day incoming. Just saying. Yeah. All right. So. Well, I'm going to move on. I'm going to keep us rolling here on this next one. Um, well, I got to make my pick. I'm picking the Packers. This team, I think, is just more talented. I do think the ceiling of Jordan Love is higher than Nick Mullins. The ceiling of most people is higher than Nick Mullins. <laughs> um, so uh, moving on here, we're going to do the Raiders at the Colts. Let's have Matt go first here. <laughs> All right. Raiders at the Colts. Uh, I spoke very highly today of Antonio Pierce and the job that he is doing with the Raiders. He should just keep, um, he should say that, man. Seriously, uh, which which is what we're advocating for, by the way. All of us agree on that. But also, their owner is is Mark Davis. So, but a guy who's having a better year as a coach and facilitating his team is Shane Steichen in Indy, who's genuinely done an unbelievably great job. Uh, going from his draft pick quarterback. Uh, in Anthony Richardson to Gardner Minshew, who is clearly the second best backup quarterback in the NFL, uh, Joe Flacco. And uh, yes, sir. <laughs> and wouldn't have said that until a couple weeks ago. Would have said Gardner was the best. So, <laughs> but he's he's done a phenomenal job with this team. Um, I like the Colts at home. It is only because of that that I'm taking the Colts. If this was in Vegas, uh, the way the Raiders have played at home, uh. Yeah, That's dude. Talking about, I I would be about it. So and and uh, uh but yeah, this is gonna be a close game though. Uh, I think it's I think it's a this is one score. Uh, I'll just guess it too. I'm gonna go twenty. I, I like twenty four twenty. Okay. Ooh. Um, I'll go next here. Um, I'm I'm picking the Colts for a lot of the same reasons. I also do think that they they have more playmakers on defense than I mean I know that the, again Raiders have been playing pretty well on defense for the most part. But I'm gonna take the home team and a team and both teams that I feel are pretty evenly matched. Um, but I do like I do like what what the Colts are doing. I like what the head coach is doing. There's more continuity there with him being there the whole time. So I'm gonna take the Colts. Only team we we went over it earlier, Grant. Only team has put over 21 on the Raiders since October was the Chiefs. That's the, impressive. The only team. I did not know that. All right, let's go, Jameson here. Uh, yeah, short and sweet. I'm gonna pick the Colts here as well. Um, I. I don't necessarily want to like overreact to how the Raiders have played these past couple weeks because one of them was the Staley Chargers and that was just got him fired literally like an abysmal performance by the Chargers and all fronts in that game. Um, and, and they had a terrible have, coach. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, obviously like this week, you know, you, you win a football game where, as we talked about, you don't complete a pass in three quarters of play, um, which is not a sustainable way to win football games. Like I would like right. to see them not have that happen period and also still win a football game. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I just think, especially with this being played in Indy and I think Shane Sykin has been doing a great job. Um, I, I think the Colts can win this game and I think they will win this game. So I'm going to roll with them. There you go. Both. All right, Mike setting up for a zag. What you feeling? Uh, it feels like it should be a zag, but it's not going to be okay. The Raiders, are even under the new coach are weirdly inconsistent. You put up 63 points one week. You put up zero points against a Vikings team. You don't score an offensive touchdown against the chiefs. That's a good defense. Don't get me wrong. You found a way to win. I get it. But 
if you want to look at consistency, I think it's the Colts. They, they're scoring, what, 25 points a game, win or lose. They're, they're getting that 20 to 25 points no matter what. And I think the Raiders just don't quite have the feet to, to, to match that consistency same every week that the Colts have going for them. So I'm, I'm also going with the Colts. I thought one of us would zag on that one. I even thought about it a little bit, but I'm like, the Colts are just consistent and the Raiders are so, so weird. Yeah, like sixty three from if, zero to sixty three. Like, yeah, come on. I can't, like, I, I can't, I can't even say if they're a good team or a bad team. Yeah, like, you just don't even know what's going on, and yeah. that's my problem. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Colts. Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback, and I, yeah, I, just consistency is the name of the game. So let's, I'm just leaving it at that. All right, uh, we Jameson, got? we will go to you next. We're gonna, we're going Lions at the Cowboys in Jerry World. The Lions come to town. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Lions, and this kind of goes against a couple Ooh. of things, but I'm going to take the Lions here. I, I know Dallas is basically unbeatable at home. Um, and Not I basically. Also, they, I are. Also, they are. They yeah. are 7-0 at home. Well, I, I just mean, like, in general, like, usually right. if you're going to play in Dallas, you know, over the Doesn't past several well. years, it's not really a, a, an easy feat to go in there. Not a win. smart idea, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... You know, again, I'm just going to zag where I can. And I also, any chance I can fade the Cowboys, I'm going to do that. I think the Lions are riding real high. And I think they definitely, as we talked about earlier in the show, want to go out and try to get that one seed. um, Because I think that would be, uh, you weren't here when I said it, Grant. But I think a one seed for the Lions, like they benefit the most with that one seed in the NFC compared to any other team. Maybe even just in the league. Because you get Jared Goff in a dome throughout the entirety of the playoffs at home with a riled up Detroit fan base. And I I think they really, really want that. I think the Cowboys as good as they've been at home when they play teams with winning records or they play just good teams in general, we've kind of seen them struggle with that. Um, And so all things considered, I'm going to roll with the lions, even though I know it's a bit of a feat for them to go in and do that in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I'll go next just because I have something to say along with that. Um, but but I, I'm 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 going Cowboys, and I'm going Cowboys mainly because I mean that's the I mean I think I don't think any team is has been unbeatable at home this year except the Cowboys. I don't think a single team has. As nope. far as, as far as the I only know. undefeated team currently, yeah. At home. And I believe 49ers got the Eagles. Niners got had. Yep. Uh, twice actually. At home, yeah. So yeah, so so I'm going with the Cowboys. I mean, this game is going to be a shootout, like hundred percent. The, the the Lions defense is still not good. They give up a lot of points. Um, I think this is going to be a, you know, a high 30s, like a 37, 34, maybe even clip 40 here. Um, but when it comes down to it, if when, when I need a D, de- because this is going to come down to one defense is going to need to make the stop in this game, I feel like. Someone's going to be down by three, or they're going to be down by four, and they're going to go down there and go, to, go and score. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Cowboys to, to get that done because of Mike Parsons, because of uh, what, what they're doing in their secondary and some of those things, um, because they are 100% a bend, but don't break. They live that pretty well. So I'm going to go Cowboys. My only uh, fire back at that is we just watched them lose that way this last week to the Dolphins. We did, totally. But I do think that this Lions offense is a lesser offense than the, the Dolphins offense. That's fair. I mean, it's, it's close, and but that's it's no disrespect true. to the Lions at all. But if I had to pick, I mean, I'm picking mainly all the players from the Dolphins. I do think Detroit offense. has more ways to get you. 
They just don't have Tyreek Hill. Uh, They don't have Tyreek Hill. (laughs) They do not have Tyreek Hill. No one else has Tyreek Hill. Um, But I'm just going to go to the Cowboys mainly because they're at home and because uh, I I like the defense to get a stop when they need it more than the Lions. Uh, Let's go, Matt. Um, Man, I I think the Lions are going to take the foot off the gas a little bit here, guys. They've never been in this position before. And I, uh, I, I just think they're going to be content. Like I they think they have the division already. They have the division already. Like I, I think mean, there's a never... certain amount of contentment that they're going to have. I know that they're playing for a one seed, um, and there's still a lot to play for. Totally get. It. It's not like I don't think they're going to come out and fight. I just think the Cowboys, uh, being at home and the Lions having already achieved the one big goal that they had this year, um. You know, and the Cowboys have already been here. They already know. Yeah, to they're, like they're the, re- their their expectations are higher than the Lions. No offense. I, yeah, like hundred percent coming into the season of themselves. Absolutely. Uh, the and also we just seen it when the when the Cowboys play a defense that's gettable, they score points. The Lions are super gettable. We talked about it before. This is the uh the division leader that's given up the most points in the NFL is Lions. So, uh, like the, to me, this feels like yeah. the game the the Seahawks Cowboys game a few weeks ago. Like, there's going to be a shootout, then eventually someone's going to, you know, put their foot stop when they need it. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. And, and I think that the Cowboys' defense is just a little more opportunistic, obviously, than, than the Lions. Um, and they're going to have the best defensive player on the field uh, as well, the Cowboys are. So I'll, I'll take the Cowboys just because of the home field and the fact that they've been here and done this before. All right, Mike. I, I, I want to take the Lions in my heart. I really do. Then do it. Um, in do Jerry it. World. Freaking do it. Grant and I do not want you on our team. Pick the Lions. <laughs> Lions. Be Team Jameson. Lions. Lions. Be I, Team Jameson. I, I do. Jared got it's basically going to be playing in a dome, and that's where Jared Goff shines. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared World, even if it's open, it's supposed to be like 70 right. degrees there. So um, I forgot that that can open. Yep. Yeah. But, and it's only the top anyway. Yeah. And, and it, like I said, it's going to be it's supposed to be like partially cloudy and 70 with like no wind. So, but. I just think the Cowboys at home, I think they come whenever they lose, they come back and they, and they beat people up. And, and that's just the kind of, uh, you know, ex-girlfriend vibes I get from the Cowboys. You know, they get smite, you know, a little upset at their people from last week and then they come back all raging. So, um, I'm going to lie to you, Mike, uh, this just in Mike Parsons is not playing. Do you want to change your pick? No, no, I'm good. Dang it. All right. I, I haven't I got been impressed with Mike Parsons the last chapter, couple weeks so. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> take it okay all right fine so matt let's have you i don't think you've gone first yet so last game you called it game of the week um let's hear it steelers at seahawks listen a lot this is, of hap- a lot this of stuff is two teams here. that desperately want to be in the playoffs desperately oh, yeah. mike tomlin may be coaching for his job might be Pete carroll's not but mike tomlin might be I, which is silly considering this is the third quarterback that started for them this year. Um, and the fact that he didn't draft the guy that was his, or that has been his starter this season. So I like, he did not personally advocate for it. Um, I, I have a, I'm trying to guess what Mike's going to do. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I want, I think I have to take the Steelers because I think Mike's going to take the Seahawks think he knows what home field advantage is for the Seahawks, and I think he's going to take the Seahawks. So 
I'm going to play. That's why I wanted you to freaking take the Lions because I feel way better about the Cowboys against the Lions than I do the Steelers against Seahawks, okay? This is a 50-50 game, and to be honest, the Seahawks are probably going to win, but I need one on Mike right now, and I'd be fine. This is how you can do it? I'd be fine if I lose and I'm tied with Grant. I can live with that, but I want to catch Mike, so this is my way to do it. You're fine with being on the same level as me and pick him? I want to beat Mike more than I want to do better than you. Okay. That is what I, I really do. I know that Mike is good at this, and so I want to beat him, and I'm so well, close. Well, I mean, we... Catching him. And we're all good at this. Yes, but I specifically want to beat him. Okay. I, it, you're you're going to be blinded, bro. I'm going to say this straight this. to your face. Me beating you at this means less to me. That hurts a little, <laughs> but nonetheless... <laughs> Ouch. Okay, that's all I got to say. So you're taking the Steelers? Uh, yeah, I'm taking okay. the Steelers. All right, Mike is writing that if in. If you freaking pick the Steelers, by the way, just to hose me, I will just edit this document. I'll go. I'll go last on <laughs> this one. I'll go last. Uh, let's let's go, fine, Mike. Yeah. Next, let's just let's go with me right here. Yeah, I. I think the Seahawks know that they have to win this. The Seahawks know. I knew it. I, I don't believe in the Steelers. I don't. Mason Rudolph's don't good. He's good for a game or two, and maybe this is his two game that he's good for. But Seahawks at home. Um. Who's starting for quarterback form? Gino. Gino. Gino's back. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with the Seahawks here. Yeah, he played they last should, week. Yeah, Kenneth Walker the third. Let him run some 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 Steelers over, and uh, let's get this win. Mm-hmm. Jameson. Um. Earlier, I was talking about the Steelers and how I really need them to win, and I do think that again, like of the games that we have. Uh, I mean, at, at this point, I'm not going to come back and win pick them. So I'm going to keep rolling with my rooting interests here. And as much as I go. hate the Steelers and probably hate them more than I hate the Seahawks, I really need the Seahawks to lose this game. And this is like the best opportunity to just like yeah. push away any of the other worries that I have with how other things might unfold for my team. Um, and so I have been fading the Steelers for most of this season. I am going to go against my better judgment and say that the Steelers will win this game. I think it's possible. I feel more confident oh, about possible. the Seahawks. I yeah. Yeah. I, I feel more confident about the Seahawks doing basically just what Mike said. Um, but if there is one that they're going to drop, I feel like this is the, the chance for that to happen. Uh, and so I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that one. I'm going to zag again. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Okay. I'll go next. I guess in the last one, um, I personally don't even think this is that 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 good of a game, personally, because this Steelers team, before their win against the Bengals, they got blown out by the Colts, then they lost to the Patriots and the Cardinals. This team is terrible, despite what their record says, <laughs> and the Seahawks roster is way more is just way more like I almost said way more better, but I'm I'm just gonna say that. They're way more better. Uh, their offense can go <laughs> so down the field. So many people just cringed. Um, yeah. They are way more better. They're way more <laughs> better. They can go down the field. They can score. They can, they can get it done. The defense can get stops when they need to. Not really in the run game, but also um, their running back is uh, Najee Harris. So not too concerned about it, but there's also a game where Najee Harris could have a career, career uh, day. Um, but that well, being once, said... Once he's faced, their other running back has been cooking, though. Yeah. Can't remember his name been. off the top of my head. Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna say T.J. Warren. Um, but no, dude, I 
I think the Seahawks are just so much better as a, as a team top to bottom. Um, like, and, and, and then they're showing you that they, they can win, win these close games the last couple. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going the Seahawks as at home, home field advantage is legit. Um, yeah, I, I think the Seahawks will win by two scores at least. Old, only pushback I have, and I do agree with you that they're going to win. I'm only yeah. picking the Steelers, obviously, because I, I need one on Mike, and yeah. I'm hoping. But uh, only pushback I'll say is Mason Rudolph just played the best quarterback, play, or gave them the best quarterback play they've had all season. Mm-hmm. They scored their season high against the Bengals, which I'm not saying that's an incredible feat or anything. Um, that they put up 34 points on the Bengals. The Bengals are are mid to to speak as a child would, but they are definitely mid when it comes to defense. So, I uh, but maybe this was maybe this was it, and that's my hope here as a picker is that uh, they they found their momentum. Rudolph is in line to start again this week uh, against the Seahawks. Looks like that's the direction they're going to go. So, um, yeah. Well, who knows? Their best offensive output. By the way, George Pickens last week. Holy crap. Like, Amari was uh, clearly, like, that was ridiculous. But Pickens was probably two. uh, Pickens had had Randy Moss stats. Dude, Pickens had some amazing catches this year. Four four for 195 and two. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was two receptions, you know, 200 yards and... Like oh. that's, 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 yeah, that is as close to rainy numbers he, he, as you can get. I didn't he have the the lo- like the longest and second longest catches of the year in this game, like or something like stupid like that. He probably, did, I think yeah. he had the longest. Uh, yeah. So he upped it, but yeah, I mean that's fair. But also the quarterback is it, Mason Rudolph is still Mason yeah. Rudolph. Yeah, like that quarterback. You are, you're not wrong. Like, I'm sorry, dude, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Geno over Who's Mason Rudolph. This is also one? for down. Tomlin to try to preserve his winning record streak, though. Yeah, and. And I do want to say it's hard to bet against Tomlin getting 10 wins for one. It, it's also hard to bet against TJ Watt having a DFPOI kind of year. Yep. It's, yeah. So no, who knows? That's who fair. knows? But I, I also need desperately my, my prediction that he would lose his winning, his winning season streak. I desperately need that. <laughs> you want I, mean, that, I, that I want be, that too. That I would that just too. be. Like I, I, I called it when everyone was high on the Steelers team, yeah. and I called it because I didn't like this. That team. was in the preseason, right? Because after week one against the Niners, nobody was high on this team, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I like that would be the best prediction ever made, and I need it to come true. And so that obviously means they have to drop their next two. Get uh, it? So and yeah. it's, and it's Seahawks and Ravens. Yeah. So that is such a possibility. I well, before we close out the episode and we take off on you guys, two quick things. Um. One, I just want to say this in regards to fantasy football. Start your guys. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Do not be scared of the matchups at this point. If your guy is your guy, and I will use evidence is Puka Nakua. 30 plus points in my half point PPR league. If you were full point PPR, I believe it was like 37 or, or sorry, uh, 34 ish. Um. That was ridiculous, okay? And that's a that was a red matchup. Um, Tyreek's got a red matchup this week. Uh, Puka, by the way, going against the Giants. Love that one. Um, but uh, Tyreek's got a red. Freaking start him. Don't get scared of the matchups. I started Lamar against the 49ers. Turned out pretty good for me. I'm in the championship game in the A-League. Um, but, like, I saw a lot of guys questioning and sitting people. Um, I have a weird matchup thing, so I, I send, ended up sitting Derrick Henry, um, which did not 
hurt me at all. Um, you know, I, Zamir White was the the guy that I ended up starting uh, just because I was playing the matchup game and the fact that Derek had done bad the week before and also said some not nice things about the Titans organization. So I was wondering if they were just going to let Spears run wild. That was the only reason I kept him on the bench. But just saying, like, let your guys go. Do it. Um, I know some people have sat Sanders as kicker this last week. Dude has been getting nothing but, you know, high teens. I just scored over 20. Freaking play your guys. They got you here. Don't question it. Don't try and play crazy matchups. Everybody's trying to win games. Offenses are going to score points. Uh, This is not the time where you see big, massive defensive shutouts. This is the time where you see points scored uh, is this point in the year. Um, and and really, you're going to see stars star. Okay, There's nobody coming off the bench that's going to go and, and light another team up at this point. It's dudes being dudes. And so just that is my strong fantasy advice this week. Uh, if you're not in my league, I hope you win. Um, but genuinely, <laughs> like, uh, go out and do the thing. Don't, don't regret it. Don't get tricky with it. Um, you'll never be sad don't you played your studs. Don't get cute with it. Yep, don't get cute. You'll never be sad that you played your studs and they didn't get it done for you, but you're going to feel real stupid if you leave a guy on the bench that has been doing it for you all year long because you, quote, unquote, had a haunch. Cute. Uh, and ignore projections. They're garbage. Uh, case in point, Demarcus Robinson for uh, the Rams, which I brought up already, four touchdowns in four weeks. He literally scores a touchdown every week. He's been beating his projections for over a month. If you don't start him against the Giants, you're an idiot. Um, like it, if you can do it and you have an open receiver spot, absolutely. You know, if you got a, you, uh, if you got Keenan Allen, who's clearly questionable going into this week and doesn't have a quarterback, I would start Demarcus Robinson right now over Keenan Allen. I uh, like go, go do smart things, um, you know, and figure that out. But anyway, uh, that's just my strong advice going into the week. Don't be scared of the Raiders defense. Don't be scared of the Bears defense. If you feel good about those matchups, get it done. But start your guys, uh, and we will be back next week to discuss everything wild card playoff. Uh, you know, like that's where we're gonna be at. We're gonna talk all about week eighteen and all the implications of week eighteen, and we're gonna go hard on all this stuff that's going down. These huge games going on this weekend, and man, I am so pumped for the next month of podcasts and getting to relive uh, a whole bunch of awesome weekend football. Um, you know, be about it. By the way, this last Monday night football uh, of the year is coming up. Uh, because they don't do it yep. in week 18 because of playoff implications. So I uh, enjoy your, your last, if you're a Joe Buck guy, I don't know if you're a Joe Buck guy, but if you are enjoy your last one. And, uh, and if Monday you are, night football get help. Year. Yeah. If you are, get hey, help. I like Jameson. Joe Buck. I know you get do. Help, That's Jameson. why we say it, Jameson. Anyway, have a great week guys. We'll talk to you on the backside. Yeah.